0: What's up, beardos? In today's episode, we bid a fond farewell to the bearded vegans. Basically, our whole philosophy boils down to don't
1: be a jerk. Don't Let me be answer me. your question first I not answer your question. I really hope people didn't tune in to hear us talking about beard. Welcome to the show! I'm Paul.
0: And I'm Andy.
1: And we are The Bearded Vegans, a podcast featuring a dissection of all things vegan.
0: If you're just tuning in for the first time, boy do I have some bad news for you. (laughs) (laughs) But you can still find all of our previous episodes at thebeardedvegans.com and you can still reach us by emailing thebeardedvegans at gmail.com.
1: Hopefully, this doesn't come as uh, too much of a surprise to people because we we had a big announcement in the end of last week's episode that this is going to be the final bearded vegans episode. And so this this episode, we're just going to talk about, you know, why we came to that decision, Reminisce a little bit about the podcast and just generally have a have a good time as we as we bid farewell to the podcast. But, um, yeah, so so if, if this is your first time hearing this announcement, um, sorry. If this is your first time listening, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> also,
0: thank you. Thank you for yeah. listening. But, uh, yeah, if you are curious to hear more of an explanation as to why we announced it in last week's episode, as opposed to being like, it's the 10 final, you know, whatever.
1: <laughs> <Da-da-da-da>. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: go ahead and listen to that podcast because I don't think we need to retread that right now. But, Paul, mm-hmm. August 13th, 2015. We released our first three episodes, and at the time, (laughs) we sounded like this.
1: Welcome to the very first episode of The Bearded Vegans. My name is Paul. My name is Andy. And we are The Bearded Vegans. This is a podcast where we talk about vegan news, reviews, and have a dissection of other vegan and social justice issues. Uh, For this very first episode, we're going to first start out by talking a little bit about ourselves, and then we're going to go into uh, the issue of Cecil the Lion. That's kind of been a hot issue, especially in the vegan community and just in the, the general community, too, I'd say. And then we're going to finish off with a a little review of our top five uh, vegan restaurants in Connecticut, where we both currently live. And now, Andy, we sound like this.
0: I'd like to think we uh, sound a little better, if only for the audio upgrades that we've made over the years.
1: I would say, and I'm sure this will be something that comes up later on, we've had several audio or editing issues like over the course of the podcast, I feel like we got into a pretty good groove where recently we haven't had as many issues and the issues that we did have were we like, yeah, knock on wood, we were able to edit them out. I will say we're throwing, taking a little bit of a risk now as Andy and I are recording in person for the first time in a while. So who knows if that will bring new audio issues that we haven't had in a bit, but I feel like we needed to do the last one in person and it worked out with Andy's traveling schedule too. So I'm glad about that.
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly, Paul, it feels like it's true bearded vegans fashion that we're recording it this way. Cause we're recording together in your home, but in a different room than we have ever recorded yeah. <laughs> in. And the history of this podcast has been probably unbeknownst to many listeners, um, been punctuated by, I, I want to say dozens, if not a hundred <laughs> different recording situations, because Paul, you have moved to Three, four?
1: I, I wrote this down yesterday. I thought about it. I, I have been in four four different homes that we have recorded in.
0: Yes. And I have been in...
1: Hundreds of states. <laughs> yes, that's right. Hundreds of different states. Hundreds of states.
0: Uh, <laughs> I have parked behind tens of dozens of different Walmarts in order to record this thing from my van. Uh, we've recorded in person a variety of locations. Paul, we have recorded live podcasts in four states, correct Let me know if there's any that I missed. North Carolina, Mm -hmm. Connecticut, Mm -hmm. Georgia, Mm -hmm. New Jersey twice. Yep. And uh, as far as the U.S., any others you can think of?
1: In the U.S.? I don't think so. Oh, we we almost did Pennsylvania, but that didn't end up happening. We
0: were, uh, well, it's an asterisk. It's a tally. We were booked for Pennsylvania. (laughs) It didn't happen because of uh, the pandemic that's going on. Uh, But we did manage to make it across the border to Canada twice. We did Mm -hmm. the Toronto VegFest, and we also did Nova Scotia Mm -hmm. as well. So uh, this podcast has taken us all over the place. Uh, We are now six years and three months to the day since we released that episode, at least as of the day that we are recording this thing. And yeah, so we've got 300 episodes in the bank, including this one. We've got, I'm going to guess, 35 plus bonus episodes plus... Probably a dozen or so classic episodes where we've still recorded a pretty lengthy amount of new material uh, to add on to commentary to the episode. So I'm going to say, Paul, Mm -hmm. I think we're really around 350.
1: Yeah. And there's at least I would say five live episodes that you did where you were on like a panel at a veg fest that I was not a part of that we also released. So throw those and throw those into the mix as well.
0: I was going to say, Paul, I don't, I don't think that counts, but I guess if they made it on the podcast, then I guess <laughs> I guess we can count it. And I would say along the way, our friendship has grown immensely. Mm-hmm. We have talked to some incredible, amazing activists. Um, we've challenged ourselves and hopefully you, dear listener, to think critically about the way that we're engaging in the world, trying to live a more ethical life, trying to be activists, trying to be kinder to each other and to create a sense of community and also... Uh, some of the times I've laughed the hardest on in my life have been in the blooper section of this podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think it's always funny when I'm, when one of us is editing and we get to the blooper section and I have to like, re listen to it a few times just to make sure that sounds good. And every time just makes me laugh so hard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've, I've said it many times on the show, Paul, my favorite part of the podcast is the blooper section.
1: And there's Andy, there's also bloopers sometimes that, I don't end up putting in the blooper section because I'm like, oh, this is either an inside joke or like, this is only funny to Andy and I for some particular reason. And so I don't, they don't end up in the blooper section, but I'm always like, oh, lovely, just delightful.
0: I love the bloopers when we talk about someone, but bleep their name out. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Paul, I will say that in preparation for this episode, I spent more time than I should have looking for one specific sound clip for this episode. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And that is the episode in which uh, spoiler alert. I did not find the sound Uh, clip in which I said, if we ever end this podcast, our outro music needs to be see you again. by Wiz Khalifa. (laughs) 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 Uh, But I didn't find it, but it did bring me to a number of our like anniversary episodes and how to start a podcast bonus episode. And, Um, a lot of like the earlier mailbags is like, this had to been the result of someone asking us about like, why do you choose certain Mm -hmm. music or whatever? Alas, I I did not find it, but it did bring me to many, a, uh, a blooper section and just brings me so much joy at some of the times that like, we just could not stop laughing. Um, a lot of the times because we're recording in person or, uh, yeah. And, And I will say, Paul, the amount of bloopers that we included, that was just us being like, hold on there's a car passing (laughs) Way, (laughs) way too many way too many uh it's fun theme that that evolved over time i guess um because not only was i recording in my van you one of your uh locations philadelphia yeah next to a window very busy part of the city so a lot of fun a lot of fun times in those boobers
1: Yeah, I remember one time too. I because I was thinking about trying to think about the places that I recorded, which is easier to think about than all the places that you've recorded. But one time when I was in between moves and I was just like staying at a friend's house in their like attic, I also recorded there. And I just remember, like I didn't know them super well, but I was staying there and I was like, I told them I was like, oh, I'm gonna start recording a podcast now. Just just so you know, I'm not just talking to myself upstairs. (laughs) And they started like watching Avatar: The Last Airbender like on full blast (laughs) (laughs) downstairs, and and I was like. Oh, I don't know them like well enough to be like, "Can you shut up?" Please?
0: <laughs> yeah, the amount of recordings that have been interrupted by uh, neighbors upstairs and or downstairs making <laughs> a lot of noise, lawnmowers starting, mm-hmm. vehicles pulling up next to me blasting music, more more than I can more than I can count. So, yeah, well, and we'll definitely be talking about some of the 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 struggles of recording this podcast as as we reminisce a bit, but before we get into all of that, Paul, I think we would both like to send just the biggest of thank yous to anybody that is listening to us. I think that it's probably safe to say for both of us that when we started this podcast over six years ago, uh, I mean, I'm still shocked that people listen, not because I'm not confident in what we put out, but just I'm just like, how do people find us? Like, how do people keep listening? And mm-hmm. it's just like in my head, still nobody listens to this podcast. And Part of that I think is because it makes it easier for me to talk about stuff. Yeah. Um, but a huge thank you to everybody that has found us, whether you found us on episode one or this is in fact <laughs> your first episode, <laughs> maybe jump back a little bit, <laughs> check out a few. We got a starter, starter guide, beardvegans.com slash start here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, huge, huge thank you and We announced last week, we're recording this like 48 hours after that announcement and the announcement, I don't want to say we like hit it, but it's at the end of an episode. I know a lot of people don't often make it there. Um, So I think the news is still kind of disseminating out to people. But even in this time, we have received so many wonderful emails and also voicemails at 3237beardo, you know, just thanking us for, for all the work that we're doing and just kind of letting us know what place we fill in people's lives and many of those emails came from people who are regularly sending in their thoughts, but many are also from people who have never written in Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of that is just in, incredibly meaningful.
1: Yeah, no, it was, I've been really, really, my heart has been warmed by all the the messages and, and emails that we've been getting. So thank you to everyone. And you know, not that this to say, you don't need to, if you know, you don't need to, we're not telling people they need to if send you are a real fan. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I really feel like, Andy, that we've we have this little this little community of people who are engaging in the conversations who we we receive emails sometimes where it's like, oh, this person is like getting in on this discussion or people will tell us they have this the the discussions like with their significant other or their friend or something. And it's just it really is special that that we've been able to start conversations, which I feel like is one of the main things that we're trying to do with the podcast.
0: Yeah. And we don't need to give our usual spiel about not trying to be authority figures and like all of that kind of stuff. But um, even though I'm tempted to every single episode, (laughs) Paul. (laughs) but the, you know, recently I've talked to a number of people at the veg fest that I've been doing and, and hearing from people saying that like, you have helped to give me the tools to figure out how I feel about something for myself, even if it's not the conclusion that you and Paul came to. Um, And I think that those types of emails like bring a tear to my eye because that is or or conversations in person, because I think that's like at its best. I think that's what we're hoping to do or hoped to do with this podcast is not tell you how to live your life, but to give you some tools and things to think about as you're trying to figure those things out for yourself. And I think that uh, over the course of this podcast, you and I have also helped to figure that out for ourselves as well.
1: Yeah, no, I I think that this on a personal level, this podcast has been exceptionally influential to me in that it has helped me think about my thinking and and develop my ethics and and morals and stuff. So it's been it's been very good for me, I think.
0: That sounds like it would be the intro to one of our bonus episodes, an exceptionally influential bonus (laughs) episode of The Bearded Beacons.
1: (laughs) And actually, Andy, speaking of the bonus episodes, so just we, we for all the Patreon people, we dropped a little 10, 12 minute final bonus episode kind of explaining what's going on with the Patreon. So if you are a Patreon subscriber, please go and, and listen to that just so you you have all the info. But. Um, just very quickly what Andy and I decided to do because we have all these bonus episodes that we don't want to just be lost forever if the Patreon ever does go away. And so we, we decided to put up the bonus episodes on the Beard Vegans website. So that will hopefully be up there shortly uh, in the coming days or week at thebeardedvegans.com slash bonus.
0: Yes, so those will those will be there for you. And Paul, the, in addition to the sentiments of I guess, thanking us and wishing us well on any future endeavors. A good amount of the comments and emails we received have also been expressing some sort of sadness and grief over this ending of the podcast. And I do want to validate those feelings for people because for us, this is something we came to terms with a while ago, months, Uh, months ago as a team. And I would say probably individually, I bet we'd kind of come to terms with it well before we actually had the conversation about it. So Mm -hmm for us or at least i'll I, maybe I'll only speak for me but i think it's for both of us that this is like a very positive joyous move that's like necessary for both of us to be doing so i want to validate that grief and it's obviously absolutely okay to feel sad about the podcast ending and it's okay to tell us that you are sad about that or that it, you're sort of grieving it or that this is going to be a a large loss for you but I, I also want to ask everyone to be mindful of how active of a role you are asking us to play in processing that grief and sadness uh, outside of the podcast. So our our hopes with this episode is that this will be that thing that you need to help you understand what's going on, why it's going on, and why it's ultimately going to be a great thing for everybody.
1: So do you want to talk about, like, speaking of us coming to terms with things a a few months ago, shall we kind of get into that whole thing?
0: Yeah, let's do it. So uh, about 15, although maybe now it's 16 or 17 weeks ago, we were at a point where I know at least I was having like lots of really intense personal stuff going on in my life that was taking a lot of my time. I feel like you were probably as well.
1: Pandemic. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know, I mean, there's that's just like there. That's yeah, just yeah, like yeah. there now and it sucks. But I was like in a lot of like additional things yeah, in my personal yeah. life were preventing me from working on putting in together the episode. And there was just a couple of weeks in a row where we were showing up to record. And like at the time that we were expecting to hit record, we were still trying to figure out what it is that we were going to talk about. And we were kind of doing this. This is something that's happened many times over the course of the podcast. And I, I'd like to think that we usually make the best of it and find something interesting and worthwhile to talk about, you know, you're doing a weekly show. Not everything's going to be a home run. I think mm-hmm. that you sort of accept that, but we were doing this scramble and it was like probably 30 minutes past when we were expecting to record. And I I said to Paul, I said, you know, I really, I just don't feel like we've been putting out our best work these last couple of weeks. And I don't remember exactly what you said, but it led to you saying like, yeah, I just, I haven't really been having as much fun doing this podcast as I used to. And so that eventually led to the conversation of like, well, where does this leave us and what should we do? But before we get to that, Paul, I want to ask you, like, what led you to feeling like this wasn't fun for you to do anymore? Or I don't want to say it's like not fun at all, but like less fun to do. Like what led you to saying that?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, it's definitely I will. I want to say first and foremost, it's definitely not that I didn't think what we were doing was good or like important work, I guess. Not to make us sound like (laughs) we are the best. This is the best. But I, I still felt like the content of the episodes was good i i think it just started to become for me like my my interests i was starting to pick up different interests i'll just say it right now Magic, baby. <laughs> 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 like i i started having other interests that that i was like oh i really love dedicating my time to these things and the the podcast it started to feel even though recording the podcast itself was always an enjoyable experience and is still an enjoyable experience when we're actually doing the thing. I'm having a great time right now. Yeah, me too. And this, the everything surrounding it though, started to feel more like work or like homework or something or something like that sort of thing where it's like, okay, this is just something that I know I'm doing every week and i and this is something that needs to get done, but I don't necessarily enjoy doing these things. Um, And because of that, because of kind of like the combination of those two things where it's like, oh, I want to be doing these other things, but I don't have the time because I need to kind of be doing these other, these other things, you know, editing the podcast or, or figuring out what we're going to be talking about, et cetera. Um, I could feel myself like dragging my feet on it because I, it, it like wasn't in my heart of hearts, the thing that I really wanted to be doing, um, And I think there have been times, other times in the podcast where maybe because of like a work situation or something where I was super busy where like it would become really stressful. And and I think Andy and I a few times throughout the podcast worked out how to maybe rearrange responsibilities or change things about the podcast. I'm thinking of when we did uh, mini episodes, every other episodes, the short-lived, maybe not short-lived. It just kind of became like a blended thing.
0: I mean, I feel like where we've kind of landed in the last year or so for the most part is what the mini episodes were, which is mm. episode starts, no f- no filler, no fluff or whatever, no news or anything at the beginning. Like we just immediately go into the topic. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to interrupt you too much, no, but about- just to say that, like, I think that we've gotten very good at doing that, you know? And, yeah. And for, yeah, I guess... I'm, I feel like I'm going to give us both permission to be, um, not humble in this episode. Like I, I'm very proud of the work that we've done and I have all of the imposter syndrome in the world (laughs) screaming at me that nobody cares about what we're saying right now. Um, but I guess I want to give like both of us permission to be like, I think I like what we did. I think it was good and we know that it helps people. So thank you.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I, I think. So the reason I bring up the mini episodes, actually, that's a good point is that I, I feel like Andy what the episodes became was like, and not to say that if we continued this podcast for years, it wouldn't change and evolve and I guess improve. But I feel like we really streamlined the episodes and that it was like, let's make every episode. It's all good stuff. And, And we don't need to like fluff up the runtime by being like, okay, we need to include two news stories or something like that. So over the years, I feel like there were moments where we were like, something about this is not working and we kind of revised how it was done and made it more efficient, I guess. And so I feel like what we had a few months ago was like the streamlined efficient version. And so the fact that I was still feeling like, well, something about this is not working for me. That's like, I guess what kind of got me starting to think like, well, maybe this, this, this isn't what I want to be doing. And, 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 you know, we have a very limited time on earth. And even though I do feel like this is an important thing that we're putting out this podcast, like if I'm, if my heart isn't fully into it and I want, I know that I want to be doing other things, like developing myself in other areas, magic. As a magician. <laughs> <laughs> like, w- w- shouldn't I be, shouldn't I be doing that thing with my yeah. limited time here?
0: Um, yeah. But I think that like one of the biggest themes of the podcast is, where how can we be most effective with our time Mm -hmm. and obviously our conversations pertain to activism and whatnot but i think that like that extends to our lives which is like i have very limited resources time on this planet and how can i use that to the most effective means and that can mean the way that is the most joyful for me Mm -hmm. to participate in and if you're doing a show where it's not a job, you're not getting like a full-time paycheck or anything like that. Why force yourself to do something that's not fun for you anymore? Um, Even if you recognize it as like a good, helpful, altruistic thing that is being done. So yeah, I totally feel that.
1: Yeah. And, and I think, you know, I, I think I initially had some hesitancy in talking to Andy about this because my feeling at the time was, well, I know This is what I was thinking. I was like, I don't think Andy also feels this way. I don't think Andy is also feeling like uh, he wants to end the podcast. So I think I was a little hesitant to bring it up at first. Um, And then, as you kind of described, it kind of naturally came up. um, And, you know, maybe I should have brought it up. Maybe I should have brought it up sooner. I've never felt like Andy is someone who is difficult to talk to. I've always felt like we've had a good um, communication rapport. Uh, so maybe I should have brought how I was feeling up sooner and maybe we like, I don't think things would have really, the outcome would have changed, but, um, yeah, this is just me saying, I feel (laughs) I've, I've always felt, uh, comfortable speaking with Andy. And I appreciate that about you, that you, uh, omit an, uh, an energy that is welcoming for feedback and like, even like bad, you know, even bad talking about bad things.
0: Yeah. and, and. Paul, I think that that is part of what makes it so easy to have conversations with you on the podcast that are challenging in a way that I don't feel like I can have with a guest usually, which is like, I feel like, okay, pushing back against an idea that you bring forward. And you obviously feel the same doing that with me. And I think that that is something that we have cultivated a lot over the years. But yeah, I mean, if I was to give anyone a piece of advice that was starting a podcast that we didn't already give in our how to start a podcast bonus (laughs) episode, which will soon be available at thebeardvegas.com slash bonus, um, it's that you should, when you're starting your podcast, uh, not that these things can't change, but you should really have a talk about like, what are your intentions? Like, where would you like this thing to go? Um, At the time, I think we were both just like, yeah, let's just see what happens and Mm this will be a fun thing to do. Um, I don't think... Paul, I don't think realized how like 200% of a person I am, That I am just like in, in the things that I do, I am just like must full steam ahead 100%, which is probably to my detriment in many ways, but I'm like, yes, we're, we're doing this and we're like moving forward with it.
1: Well, I'm glad you brought that up, Andy, because I will say, and I've said this before on the podcast, and I'll say it till the, the death of this podcast, which is, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes from now. <laughs> <laughs> um, this podcast is as good as it is because of the work that Andy does. I think Andy was constantly pushing for it to be better when I was like, this is fine. <laughs> and yes, you know, it's it like, uh, like you said, you're always like a 200% person, which I think I- I'm not like thinking of anything specifically, but like can be challenging at times, both for you and for like the people that you're working with. But it's also, it's what made the podcast like the nice clean crisp great product that it was and so that being said i think also as i was kind of having these feelings and slacking a bit or a lot at times i think andy because, because you know, not to speak for you, obviously I'm um, welcome to your, your, your input on this, but my, my, Paul's p-
0: cutting off my mic right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, my, I could, I could feel when this, when this was happening before we started having these conversations that like where I was slacking, Andy was picking up and doing more work than he normally did. And I'm like, well, this is not fair for Andy either because he's doing more work. It's not like a, a a balanced of a good balance of work that is probably sustainable for the, for the long run. And, um, and so I guess I was thinking about all this and, and just kind of like, well, I love Andy. And of course I want to, to help him do the things that I know that he loves to do. And I, I believe the podcast was one of those things, but also is it fair to me that I should, that's, that's, if that's the only re- you know, the quote unquote only reason why I'm doing this, is that fair to me? And also, is it fair to Andy because of how the things were, how things were kind of falling into place with the imbalance of work? Um, I don't know. Would you like to speak to, to the, like the work imbalance and stuff like that?
0: I feel like maybe in the beginning, the podcast was like a bit more equal, but I think we kind of, by virtue of, uh, life circumstances, like, um, So all of what I'm about to say is not to devalue the work Paul puts in because (laughs) you have completed grad school while we have done this podcast. Were you about to correct me? No, no. no. I didn't actually graduate. (laughs) (laughs) You've like moved. uh, We've both been through one or more like significant relationships Mm -hmm. and like all of these big life things have happened. And there was long stretches, like years of the podcast where it's like, all right, like Paul comes to me and is like, okay, I have a free hour and a half on Tuesday night. That that's it. That's literally the only time we have to do this. And I'm like, okay, I'll I'll prepare everything. I'll send you some articles to read and like let's record. And that's just been the dynamic for a while. So it's just sort of always been like that. But yeah, like you you've said, you're I would say my attitude towards putting together an episode is it's never enough. It's never good enough. What are we missing? And your attitude is like what's the bare minimum that needs to get done (laughs) in order to have a viable episode this week? And probably the healthiest thing is a nice medium between those two things. Cause I'm definitely like a perfectionist. I know that I am very, I don't want to say like controlling, but I feel like I want to like the way my brain works is like, I want to know every little moving part of what's happening in the episode. And Paul, I think you're much better at coming into the episode and being like, I know whatever I say is going to be like interesting and like add to the conversation. And I don't have to like read 1700 articles just to speak for like three minutes on a subject, you know, the way that I feel, which is like overwhelming.
1: I'm glad you think I have that confidence. <laughs> I,
0: <laughs> Nothing but delightful dulcet tones come out of that mouth, Paul.
1: I think also, you know, something I'm thinking about right now is that, and this is, I, I'm, you know, I, I hope that this was never an intentional thing that I was doing I don't think it was an intentional thing, but I think because we've, the two of us have always had very different types of schedules where, I mean, maybe when I was in school was a little bit different, but certainly when I was working before school and, and now it's kind of like, okay, I have to, I have these like whatever nine to five or whatever it is where I cannot do anything because I'm working where, and, and Andy is doing, Potentially a comparable amount of work, but with not like a rigorous schedule. And I think that unfortunately puts you in this position where you have to kind of mold around my schedule because my schedule is not as flexible, but it makes it so that you need to like either put in more work or move stuff around or, you know, I, I think it's, um, again, I don't think I was ever intentionally trying to like exploit that aspect of, of our dynamic, but do think that that made it easier for to, to make you do more work than, than I was doing. Yeah. If that make if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. I mean, just by virtue of, for me, at least pre pandemic, my life was I'm traveling in my van. I'm doing all these veg fests. And so my weekends are work. Like for me, Saturday is a work day where I'm going to be exhausted from 6am till 10pm or whatever. Whenever I have a Saturday off now and I like go somewhere, I'm like, why are there so many people here? What what is wrong (laughs) with you? Oh, this is the day most people have off. Um, And so like, it's always been fine for me for the most part to squeeze things in. There's been a few times when it's like, "Ah, I can't, you know, that's like, ooh, I have this plan or I have to drive or like whatever. But for the most part, it's been fine, at least in terms of like finding a time to record and fitting that into your schedule has been totally fine on my end. But I would say that like, yeah, definitely the workload imbalance that you've mentioned is like for me has been a huge thing for a long time Paul you made a post on my birthday last year on our Instagram in which you said Andy does 99% of the work to do this podcast (laughs) which is obviously hyperbolic but in many aspects of the podcast not that far from the truth Mm -hmm. I would say that administratively, <laughs> that's probably 99% me. Yeah. Um, you take the show notes and images that I have created and you upload them so that the wonderful people can hear it on iTunes. Occasionally you'll respond to like an Instagram comment or something like that. But I would say that like 99% of any email that's ever been responded to, mm-hmm. 99% of any social media post that's ever been made. And I generally anything that, like you said, you're always trying to make the podcast better. Anything that I would classify as proactive that's not just like what is my set of tasks for this week, setting up a voicemail line, getting live podcasts, like doing all of this stuff, refining that even, you know, you coordinated the new theme song, but that was like the one that was like pushing, like we gotta make sure we have one Mm -hmm. for episode 100. Turns out is actually 101 as we just found (laughs) out. But yeah, so like behind the scenes, that's like majority me. And then when it comes to recording the episode, we're both sitting down and spending the same time recording the episode. Uh, editing wise the last year, like we had to sit down about a year ago, like how can we make this work better? Mm-hmm. Workload balance is not great. And you took on editing full-time for the most part, for the most part, I've done a few and you know, we've detailed this before, but generally because I am who I am, Paul does a main edit and then I listen through, but while I'm listening through, <laughs> I am also editing. Um, and I actually really love that because what you're doing is like making everything good <laughs> you know you're like taking out all the obvious stuff and then that allows me when I'm listening through to prune down for content wise and I feel mm-hmm. like over the last at least half a year I feel like I've gotten a lot better at recognizing redundancies and the things that we say and being like oh I just repeated exactly what Paul said in my response to him mm-hmm. I'm just gonna kick whatever I said <laughs> totally out of there which is like great and I'm sure I know there are some people that record their podcast and they don't even they're just like mm, edit yeah or not even edit just like, Slab some music on there and send it out. And we've talked about like transferring editing duties over to other people. I do think that we could get someone that like understands the podcast and makes it work. Having the money to pay them a whole other whole other <laughs> ball game. But I know that you, it seems like anytime we brought that up, you felt like, I don't know if it's like ownership or whatever, but you've kind of felt like this is the way that we do it and we can't get anybody else to do it.
1: I think, like you said, I think eventually we could probably you know train someone to understand exactly what we're looking for but i think after doing it for so long even just things like i know the or you know not to sound like this is something super important but it's like i know the appropriate amount of pause length that we like to have you know something like that where the, i listen to something i say like, oh this pause is too long so let me shorten it a little <laughs> bit but not cut it out completely so that it still sounds like natural like those sorts of things where it's like, how do you teach that to someone other than just, Hey, listen to a bunch of our stuff and you'll kind of understand what our cadence is and how we like to go back and forth and, and those things. And um, I think that it would be difficult to, to, Teach someone else those things. Not impossible. Again, Paul, I believe
2: there's
0: a whole uh, job market for people that edit podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) So, but I also feel that way, even though knowing that there's people whose jobs it is to do that. And again, not that we could afford to do that and nor would I want to rely on like free labor for that either. Mm -hmm. But so anyway, there's all this like other stuff. And a lot of that is, you know, know, it'd be weird to have somebody else answering our emails or whatever but a lot of the administrative stuff in theory could be taken over by a third person. Mm -hmm. But for me, like where like the true imbalance lies is the creative aspect of doing the podcast, which is coming up with the show topic and then doing the research for it. um, Which a lot of big part of that is curating our inbox, I guess, like recognizing what is worth talking about. What is not worth talking about? Can we make an interesting episode out of this? And for me, that is always the thing that sits the heaviest on me, with the podcast, because editing is a time suck, right? Mm-hmm. Like you got to sit down, you have to re-listen to your episode, you just the conversation you just had. But I think of it as like doing a long drive. You just got to get in the car and go. Maybe hit some traffic on the way. Whereas coming up with a show title is like writing poetry. Not to sound, <laughs> not to sound. <laughs> whatever you know but it's like you don't force poetry like it's something that has to like and we force it in some way by like looking through news stories and stuff like that but it's not like something that like you can be like no matter what happens three hours from now i'm gonna have a show title and all the episode um you know research is gonna be done and stuff like that and some weeks like we were discussing earlier it's just like what What the hell are we going to talk about? Is this going to be an interesting conversation for anybody to listen to? And I would say that is where I feel the workload imbalance the most. You know, I would wager that probably 90% of the episodes are ones where I've come up with the topic and done the majority of the research. And if there's a section where you have talked about something, it's because I've said there's a hole here. Paul, can you Mm -hmm. look up this stuff? So it's not just me talking for the entire episode about something. So there's like kind of a a balance there. And to me, that's that's always the thing that's weighed heaviest on me. And that has been a stress for years now at this point. Mm -hmm. And like you said, we've had many conversations about how to like work things out and make it better and mini episodes or should we do every other week and like all these things we've talked about, but none of them would really like fix those problems. And so That is the one thing that I feel like we can't outsource. I know TV shows have writer's rooms and all that kind of stuff, but I like that our show is like us and the things we want to talk about. And we know what our perspective is, or we think we know what our perspective (laughs) is going to be like going into something. And that is the thing that like weighs the heaviest on me. And that's why I feel like during the time that I was dealing with all this personal stuff, we did end up scrambling at the last minute as opposed to knowing five weeks in advance, what is our topic going to be? Have we procured a interview for it? Have we done all this research? And to me, that's kind of the thing that's like, when I think about doing this indefinitely, that's daunting. So anyway, so that's, that's sort of been like the background of what's happening in my head. That's the background of what's happening in Paul's head. And so you said you weren't having as much fun. Mm -hmm. Did you have something you wanted to inject?
1: I just wanted to circle back very quickly to you saying that the episode titles were like poetry. And I would just like to point out episode 49, five surprising ways to be more effective in your vegan advocacy. <laughs> <laughs> mm, Robert Frost.
0: <laughs> not, not the episode titles, the episodes themselves. Oh,
1: I thought you were talking about the titles of the episodes.
0: <laughs> no, I wouldn't be like oh, years of stress because I'm trying to figure out what the episode title is. I'm talking about coming up with the content yeah, of the episode. No,
1: I agree with that. Okay. I thought you were talking about the titles, which which we'd have, you, you come up with good titles as well, but that one that was an early one
0: (laughs) that that is often one where we're like stressing over what is the title (laughs) gonna be and then and then eventually it got to the point where like unless i'm like really struggling i'm just like i'm gonna put something in and you never contest it it's like yeah what that it's a title like who cares whatever yeah um although some might say (laughs) the title is the most important part because that gets people to listen but anyway so all of that's kind of what's going on the background and you said you weren't having as much fun and i was like okay so where does that leave us and you, this is funny to me, didn't, uh, my head was, where does that leave us as a podcast? And you're like, well, how about we talk about this article? And we just like went into like planning the episode, recorded the episode, finished the episode. And I was like, when I said, where did that leave us? <laughs> I meant as a podcast, you know, and Paul, the second you said you weren't having as much fun, I immediately knew the podcast had to end. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of that's just because this has been a stress that's like been there for such a long time. And again, I don't like blame you for not being the equal creative contributor because of all of the stuff happening in your life. And also, as you've said, that's just kind of like your attitude about how to put together an episode, and that's just like who you are. And again, if you're not getting like paid to do something, like why would you expect someone to like force themselves to work on something? Um, and I remember. A year ago, when we had our talk, and I had proposed, I was like, Well, I really like the Gaslight series we did, and I would like to do more stuff like that. And you were kind of like, Yeah, you know, and I was like, Would you enjoy doing that, or would that feel like homework? And you were immediately like, That would feel like homework. And I was like, Done, we do not need to do that because there's no reason this show should feel like homework. So I was immediately like, I think the podcast should end. And you were like, Oh, but we're so close to 300. And I said, Paul, I will drag the bloody corpse of this podcast <laughs> across episode 300. <laughs> but I do think that it would be a nice fitting ending if we took this time to reorganize ourselves and make sure this last 14, 15 episodes are like some really good work that we can be proud of. We can use it as a time to force ourselves to do some topics that we want to do. And, and you... You wanted to wait. You're like, oh, let's let's think about it and like wait on it for a week. But in my head, I was like, it's done. It's over. And I, I, you know, my feeling was you just didn't want to let me down as you've expressed. And I will say that, like, one of my biggest fears in life is that I am engaging in a friendship, relationship, whatever, with someone who's like not that into it mm-hmm. and like is un is afraid to tell me and i say that as someone who has fully been in that other position where you're like, "Oh, this isn't quite working, but I don't want to hurt this person." Yeah. So i totally understand that. But the second you're like, "I'm not having fun." I'm like, "I have no interest in dragging Paul along for this cuz this is even with the work in balance, the work, the time you put into this podcast is a lot. Like i imagine it's a full work day spread out over the course of a week or maybe Probably, i don't know, it yeah. depends. 5 to 8 hours or so yeah. a week, sometimes more, maybe sometimes less which is no small thing like even just showing up to record and editing and doing some light research no small thing whatsoever but i was like i don't want to drag paul along for this at all um and so we waited a week you came back and you said yep let's end it and in my head like the only way the podcast would continue is if you had this like i'm gonna quit magic (laughs) i am going to be a equally contributing creative partner and i want to take on admin duties and like Mm -hmm. i want to be in this and like do this thing So unless you came to me with that, which I don't think you would want to do, Mm -hmm. you know, it just kind of like knew that this was the time to lay this thing to rest. Because I think of it as a relationship that's good. It's comfortable. There's some stress, but it's not what either person really needs as in a relationship. But no one wants to break up because it's comfortable. It's nice. I like this person. I don't want to hurt this person. But really, the best thing that can happen is for that relationship to break up. Although, to be clear, we're still great friends. Mm -hmm. We got magic plans next weekend. Yeah. And that, like, ultimately, by ending that relationship, it frees up both people to do the things that they want to do, whether that's magic or a new creative project or even just resting for a while, which is what (laughs) I plan to do. And that, like, that is the more compassionate thing that's the best thing for everyone, even if there is some growing pain. So, I think the day after we made the decision, I had like a day where I kind of grieved the podcast. Like I was sad about it, even though I knew it was the best thing, but I think I'd already kind of come to terms with it. Like long before that point. And then from that moment on, I was like, this is the best thing that could happen to either of us. Yeah. I'm very proud of the work that we've done and it's, it's time to let it go and like turn the conversation over to everybody else. We've taken en- up enough of your time.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I completely agree with that, India. And I think that, I think that when we had that discussion, you know, what three eighty five ish episode two eighty five? Excuse me, three. <laughs> push it ahead, Paul. If we were
0: at three eighty five, you know, we would have waited to get to four twenty
2: in this podcast. <laughs> I
1: I think I'm gl- I'm glad. All things considered, I'm glad that the discussion happened then because I do think 15-ish episodes was the appropriate amount of time to finish saying the things that we wanted to say, get these episodes out that we've been putting off for a while, and uh, just having like a nice solid ending to the, the podcast.
0: Yeah, like, you know, the the stuff that was kind of tying me up the most was kind of naturally settling out. And I really wish that this could have happened in like January, February, when I don't have a lot of events, because this fell like during one of my busiest times ever, even recording this right now. I drove 12 hours yesterday. I drove a morning, an hour, a morning, a morning this hour. <laughs> I drove an hour this morning, got to Paul's place. We're recording this and I am immediately leaving to head up to like a veg Fest to set up today. And like, I mean, I wouldn't have it any other way, Paul. That's been, that's been the podcast yeah. for so long. And so I wish that I had more time to devote to the episodes that we did do, but also a lot of this podcast has been like learning to be okay with being imperfect. Mm-hmm. And so we did, you know, we, we have this long running Google Doc, like sometimes it's like 20 pages long of like an email that we're like, oh, that's good, but let's do this or this is a topic that's good, but we have to research or whatever. And we went through and we're like, all right, these are the ones we wanna hit. These are, we had a few open Google Docs of research we had both done on certain topics like let's finish these things out and i would say that we accomplished that paul um, we covered a lot of topics we had been working on like the farmer mental health thing um, we covered a couple of topics that like i had just been wanting to do like the um should we kill carnivores episode was mm-hmm. like a conversation i wanted to have the should we retire vegan for the animals conversation and we also used it as an opportunity to collaborate with some of our favorite guests so carol adams christopher sebastian lauren Ornellis. And we also got to get a few people that we've been wanting to get on the podcast for a long time on Dr. Nike, obviously, and uh, Jamila from Afro Vegan Society. I wanted to have Jamila on for so long and I'm glad there was like an opportunity, even if it was a small, small discussion. And we did a movie review, Paul. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and there's a few, there was a few other people we wanted to have on too. And it, and unfortunately it didn't pan out, but
0: <sighs> yeah, there's definitely, there's many interviews that I was like really assumed that we would have had this interview happen before the end of the podcast but alas it is not and it's not meant to be and we yeah. we let it go and that's totally fine but yeah so that that brings us to today where it's like this isn't working for either of us and we know that this means a lot to many of you listening but um we're we're putting this thing to rest we hope that you understand we hope that this conversation, for those of you that are grieving the loss of this this podcast, we know that we are part of your Wednesday morning and stuff. Um, and a lot of people have written to us saying, you're our vegan community of two and all of that. Um, and so that that is like a great weight, I think, that sits on me, even though I know we need to end this thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think I, I held off initiating the conversation because... I knew that you just didn't have the, even the t- even if you had like the desire to be like, go down a 20 hour research hole, you just didn't have the time to do it. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I can't push Paul because if I push Paul PP, that means <laughs> the end of the podcast. And so it was kind of a thing that's like sitting there. Then it's like, uh, you know, it's something I do love. It is a creative outlet. On some level, it becomes a little bit of part of your identity, especially like being in the vegan circles. And so there's like all that hesitancy, but I'm, despite all the stress, I'm glad that it happened when it did. Like you said, it gave us a good time to plan our exit. And also I think it's, you know, ending on what, like two fifty, not as satisfying as 300, (laughs) 300 is a lot of hours of talking to you.
1: Yeah. And I think like that, that sort of um, like, I don't know if attitude is the right word. That sort of, relationship that you were just describing, which is like, Oh, well I want Paul to be doing more, but I know that I can't push him. I feel like that's a good sign that there is some breakdown in communication or not communication, but just the relationship, something that either needs to be improved or it needs to be like ended, you know? Um, cause obviously I don't want you to feel like that. Like you're walking on just eggshells. Yeah.
0: Well, I'll tell you, Paul, the time that I was like, all right, nothing will fundamentally change was I had proposed this 20 minute food talk thing that we would do like once a month. And you, you've been at this point several times in the podcast where you're like my life is so scheduled out that I'd have like no free time and I don't want to do anything else. That's like putting even more in that schedule, you know? And for me, it's like, Oh, it's 20 minutes talking about food once a month, I'll edit it. So I was like, I know it's not about these 20 minutes. I know it's about like everything that's happening in your life. So I didn't, I didn't push to try to make it happen. But it was like that time which was several months before our actual conversation i was like my workload will always remain the same it's never going to change um and that's not your fault like your life is your life and you're doing wonderful things you're living a wonderful life Um, and i would not want to alter that in any sort of negative way but i think that was one of the 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 big milestones where i was like i have come to terms that this is probably gonna have to end at some point yeah
1: it's understandable
0: (laughs) (laughs) So with that said, Paul, maybe we can s- switch over to the reminiscing portion of this yeah. of this podcast.
1: Let's reminisce, Andy. Let's do it. I <clears throat> was going through the episodes yesterday, like the episode lists. And but before we even talk about like specific episodes, I was just like, man, I was thinking back to recording in person at the commentist headquarters back in my place in, in Connecticut where I live with my brother and just like I don't have too many memories of the first episode, which was Cecil the lion, but I do specifically remember episode three, our unity review where we were like, <laughs> we watched the movie and I just remember Andy and I were so giddy to talk about it, but we were like, we cannot talk about this until we get home and turn the microphones on. So we had this like vow of silence about anything about the movie until we turned on that microphone.
0: For anyone that has seen unity and knows what a not fun ride <laughs> A visible ride that is we saw that together in a theater <laughs> with your dad yeah yeah <laughs> and then talked about it yeah little did we know that would become one of our favorite things to do doing the movie
1: yeah, reviews yeah but yeah like you like you like you already mentioned Andy. it's like we've recorded this podcast at so many different places and for the most part, made it work. I did have one. I, I, I remembered our Oak jaw review. Speaking of another review that we recorded at your parents, your parents' place. Yeah. And I think that was. Well, at the, in West Hartford, where my brother lived, where I live with my brother, we had like one of these setups, like we do now to record in person where both the microphones are plugging into the same interface. I think at your parents' we probably had USB mics that were plugging into each of our individual computers. And I think that that was one of the worst editing experiences we had because there was like, you could hear the other person in our microphone, but there was also like a slight time delay and it just was so difficult to get to sound good.
0: (laughs) And I also think that there might've been something wrong with my audio, like in general, because, um, as I was trying to find that sound clip that I mentioned earlier about See You Again, and I was listening to the anniversary episodes, we talk about this specific time. Yeah. Um, and we both estimate that individually we each put in 10 hours of editing on that episode. <laughs> and I do, I think that that episode is one where my audio was really messed up. And I was like, this is going to be a lot of people's first time listening to us. And I like re recorded a lot of my lines oh, for God. that. And you mentioned that our. Yeah, the time slowly got out of sync with the two tracks. So it wasn't even like you could line them up and then and then be like, okay, now we're good and I'll just cut out whenever the other person's talking and it's fine. You had to constantly like nudge things back into place.
1: (laughs) Which I'm sure someone with like like an audio technician could explain why that was happening. But me thinking about it, I was like, how is our timing like why is one track slowly? It's like slower than the other track, but just by like a fraction of a second time is a social construct, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that was a, that was a rough one for sure. We've had many editing experiences, uh, but yes, we've made it work.
0: (laughs) When I, when I think about like the favorite episodes that we've done, as I was re-listening to our anniversary episodes, there's a couple that we tend to always say learning when to shut up a lot of things that made it to our starter guide episode, yeah. misanthropy, nonviolent uh, communication, non-violent communication. Uh, and so I was like, I want to, I want to highlight a couple episodes that don't normally fit into that discussion that are, that are like newer episodes. Cause I do, as much as I love a lot of the earlier stuff, I do think our best work has been in the last year mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, and I, Think that as far as older episodes go, the ex-vegan series that we did, oh yeah, is one that I just loved how that came together. It was a two-parter, but split in the middle was our interview with Jamie K that was sort of supplemental to what was going on, and then we followed it up with the Jake Conroy interview. And whenever Paul, whenever we have like a multi-episode arc mm-hmm. of connection or a roadmap between them, it makes my heart sing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Andy, I think my Honestly, I think my favorite episodes and, and when I say favorite, I mean, in this sense, like the best episodes that we've put out are the investigative journalist, Andy episodes. <laughs> and now I will, you know, this is probably immensely clear to anyone who's listened to the the previous 20 <laughs> minutes, but investigative journalism, like doing that deep research is not really my thing. And it's totally Andy's thing. And I think it, like those episodes, the, um, the time's up ar episode which definitely should have been a two-parter it was like a three-hour episode or something like that the 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 um the gaslighting episode like those episodes i feel like for me were so fun to listen to <laughs> because they were like so well put together and and i think that they were also talking about like really really important things i think all of our episodes are talking about important things, but obviously there's like a a spectrum spectrum. (laughs) (laughs) and those episodes were both really important, very well put together, especially the gaslighting one. Like it was, it was essentially like an NPR episode where there was like the interspersing the interviews and stuff. And it like, that's, I think, one of the, my favorite things that we've put out that I had little involved (laughs) in.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, certainly the Gaslight series. That's also one that probably should have been three parts and not two parts. But I think I was like really in my head, I was like, I don't want this to be like our identity is trying to like tear down this yeah. these particular people we're talking about. But now I'm like, oh man, that's, part one's like two hours, and part two is like three. I'm like that easily could have been a three part or whatever. Um, but that episode in particular, I think, definitely represents a milestone. Which I want to talk about maybe some other milestones as well. But for me, that was kind of like. As I mentioned earlier, my desire to create more intentional content. Did I mention that? I don't know. Uh. I have a strong desire to create more intentional content. And that is why when we're trying to do like those last minute scrambles to find a topic, it's like especially frustrating to me because what I really want is for our episodes to be very intentional and for there to be a lot of thought put into them, whether it's investigative journalism or just like a topic that we're just taking and running with. And so the Gaslight series was one that was incredibly intentional, obviously gathered several interviews and went through years of of (laughs) other radio show clips and all that kind of stuff. And for me, it was kind of like, I I guess I proved to myself that I could do that Mm -hmm. because we haven't really, really done that on the show before. And it got a really good response. But at the same time, we both acknowledge that I don't think that that's like what we do well. Like, I would love to create more content like that but I don't know if that's like the bearded vegans. And so for me, some of my favorite episodes are the whole, like, is it time to retire series? Mm -hmm. Because those are ones where we're not even dissecting a news article. Like you are like, I, I don't like the phrase meat is murder. (laughs) Let's talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and honestly, Paul, over the last, the batch where we knew we were retiring and we did the, is it time to retire the phrase vegan for the animals when we were done recording that one? And I, again, we're stripping all humility out of this episode. <laughs> I was so happy with it yeah, because that one was one that was kind of came out of nothing and was more of a last minute suggestion, even though I knew I kind of wanted to talk about it and we just recorded and we just like ran with it yeah. and went through this whole thing without having a bunch of articles researched. And to me, when I think about like, for me personally, what is it that we do the best? It's that, Mm -hmm. you know, like when we are just kind of, I guess, hopefully offering some value to people, but also just kind of bullshitting with each other (laughs) more or less. Um, and, and again, in terms of like the streamlining to me, that represents like the best of the streamlining hit record into the conversation immediately, a couple small lead in conversations and then the main conversation and Hopefully it provided people something really interesting to think about. I've had a couple of people comment recently on like the, the Is It Time to Retire? Why love one but eat the other?
1: That's what I was, yeah, I was going to bring up that one.
0: Yeah, so those, yeah. those three episodes, Is It Time to Retire? That series is one that I, looking back on more recent episodes, I really just, I just like those episodes and those are some of my favorites. And I think that again, I like it because it's not like us leaning on somebody else's work to find a critique of something. It's just us talking about our ideas about a phrase.
1: Yeah. I think those episodes are, they seem harder to come by though. Like it, cause it's like you, you have to have an idea that lends itself to that. You have to have an you idea. Gotta have an
0: idea, Paul. That's the hard <laughs> part.
1: And, and I feel like earlier in the podcast we could, or we would, like look around vegan sites. And even if there wasn't like an article that, that we said, we're going to talk about this article, it would, they were articles that would provoke these sorts of ideas and like, well, I don't want to talk about this article, but this is an interesting idea that they're kind of putting forward. And I think like not, not at all that I think that we've run out of topics to talk about. I'm sure that if we kept this going, we would continue to to put out a new episode every week about some new topic, but it definitely, I think, was easier six years ago when we had not talked about anything and now we're kind of like oh well let's talk about this thing but you know we already have this episode that we did four years ago that was kind of addressing that so we don't want to rehash that even though we might feel differently about it but um but yeah i agree with you those that series of episodes was very fun to do yeah
0: and yeah i do like you've lamented that a couple of times that like feels like we've kind of (laughs) talked about everything. And I, I like 75% agree with that. Like I feel like there's so much stuff out there that to talk about and interesting ideas being put forth by thoughtful people, but we just are not going to find those doing a Google search for veganism Mm -hmm. and animal rights and looking through veg news to critique something and something ridiculous that plant-based news has said or whatever. (laughs) Like, I feel like that. Well, I don't want to say it's like completely run dry, but For me, it's like those conversations were becoming less and less exciting for me and seems like for you as well.
1: Yeah, I think with the, you know, putting out a weekly podcast, since it's just the two of us and mostly Andy doing the research, I think it's like, it's harder to find those things. Like you said, they're out there, but they're things that, like you said, you're not going to uncover by googling vegan news (laughs) 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 so so yeah it it, it's uh it definitely became occasionally a struggle but these last 10 episodes were nice because we kind of knew what we were going to talk about
0: yeah it was great and we've had a few points over the course of the podcast especially in the last year we're like three months from now we know what's happening Mm -hmm. on on this episode and that's great and that gives us time to really plan things out and it also makes my heart sing whenever we're able to announce what the next episode is going to be.
1: <laughs> I was about to say, nothing brings you more joy than at the end of the episode being able to say that, even though with the former mental health on, we kind of kept kicking that one down the can.
0: <laughs> yeah, as I was re-listening to some older episodes, we said that in like July or something, maybe even like earlier than that. So that didn't happen, but uh, eventually it did. It did. So yeah, um, I would say the other episode that also sticks out to me in like recent memory is the don't debate me bro episode.
1: Hmm. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Which is another one where I've, I've felt like I hope that this is adding something. It's not just us being like, here's a couple of the things that are minor nits to pick about this thing. It was like, this is our stance on this thing. Here's why we, this is our thoughts on it. You can take it and run with it if, if you want. And not only do I, I, think that it's a good episode, but I also think that it really represents a marked shift from the beginning of the podcast. Because as I was preparing for this and listening to some earlier episodes, in my head, I tend to think we haven't really changed that much. Like By the time this podcast started, I had been vegan for eight years. You'd been vegan for a long time. Mm-hmm. I feel like we both run in social justice circles. We've kind of been through that school and we know generally what's up obviously we continue to grow and use different language and all that kind of stuff so i tend to think like yeah we haven't really changed that much but honestly listening to some of those earlier episodes i feel like we have a totally different outlook on on Hmm. on activism because back then i feel like it was really like yeah we don't need to get super into this because we've had so many conversations recently about it but really like what is the best perfect form of activism how can we most perfectly turn the dials to be a machine for converging people to veganism in our conversations and the only solution to anything is to get people to go vegan because single issue campaigns are not good and you know all of the. that was really our main talking point back then (laughs) and i feel like we are looking at things significantly differently now, even though in my mind, I'm like, yeah, I'm not that different. I've just yeah. learned a couple of new terms and, oh, lobbying is good now, you know? But for me, the Don't Debate Me Bro episode represents a lot of the personal growth that um, this podcast has been able to foster that I do not think would have happened if the podcast was not a thing.
1: Yeah, definitely not for me because, you know, obviously, 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 Andy's- <laughs> <laughs>
0: The award for most overused word on this podcast, aside from, um, even though most of those get cut out,
1: Obviously, (laughs) (laughs) you know, Andy is much more engrossed in the happenings of the vegan movement just by nature of what you do. Uh, And so I think, yeah, I can't imagine that I would have had that change because I'm not being exposed to these new ideas and stuff as much as you probably would, would have been, even if you hadn't had the podcast. So, yeah, I can't imagine that I would have gone through that. That growth, if I wasn't, I use this word with great reverence, forced to talk about these things every single week.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some of my favorite episodes, especially earlier on, are the really uncomfortable ones where we're kind of wrestling with things where like entering into the conversation, at least for me, I was like, I know exactly how I feel about this, and I'm gonna like convince Paul of my position. And then I like at the end, I'm like, ooh. (laughs) I'm on the opposite side of that now, and I feel like Oh, are we allowed to have this position as vegans? And you know, like all of that, like I, I cherish those earlier episodes. I don't know if they happened as much in the later part, because I feel like it was more of like a gradual shift as opposed to like these
1: aha moments, aha
0: moments and just sort of waiting out into the great unknown as one does you wait out into that. I assume. (laughs) So, um, so for me, that's been a really meaningful part of doing this, this podcast.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. I think Andy, for me, you helped to expose me to a lot of other activists and people that we ended up having on the show that I think again because of what what you do, you know or were familiar with a lot of these people that we end up having on the show and I was not. And so I think I was exposed to so many people because of because of the episode, you know, episode two was it, Lauren Ornellis? Episode Lauren two. Or um like Doomy Bay was in one of the early episodes uh Nason with, with the nonviolent communication was in one of the early episodes. And then even I think as we transitioned out of a interview podcast and more into a just discussion podcast and the interviews became more like intentional, I guess, with we, we want to have this person on to talk about this specific thing. Even then it became, you know, maybe even more so Andy's like. I want to talk about this thing and I I know the perfect person to bring in to have this conversation. And so it's like, I feel like how else would I have been exposed to so many people like Christopher Sebastian is another one who I probably like, maybe I would have been exposed to his stuff anyways, but the fact that we've been able to have him on a a handful of times has just been, been awesome. And, um, when I was thinking about, you know, special moments in the podcast, I was thinking back to. When we got asked to do the Toronto VegFest and then they said, like, we want you to have a guest on it or they asked us if we wanted to have a guest. And
0: I think we like they asked us to come do it. And our position was like, you know, we don't need to take up space at live events. And so if, but if we can use our position as a platform for somebody else mm. whose work we think is really good And we asked them, like, who else is there? And we're like, looked at the list and like, obviously, Carol Adams is who (laughs) we have to ask. So the connection was made and it happened. And it's been a friendship ever since.
1: And so I was going to say, you know, we had after that discussion, we had some like a few emails back and forth with her. And then at the animal rights conference in D.C. was at least for me, I think for you, the first time that we met like in person. And it was like, oh, my God, this is someone, you know, someone who was very influential to me as a. Early vegan, like reading her, reading her books and stuff, and so that was like a really cool moment, and it's been so cool that the Toronto Veg Fest. I think Andy might be one of my favorite live episodes that we've done, and
0: because we didn't have to do anything, we just <laughs> got to be like Carol, please be brilliant. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I think, like, it's just it's so cool to me that we've been able to have her on for a few more epi- like a few more episodes, and then. What, what was the recent uh, event that we
0: we did uh, it was also for the toronto veg fest we did a live well it was a pre-recorded interview for yeah. their like speaker series where we're talking about the pornography of meat
1: and that was also like a lot of fun to do that one too so just it's i think it's so cool that that i've been exposed to all these awesome people doing awesome work because of the podcast that i wouldn't know most who most of them were if not
0: yeah and i think for me a lot of those people were people I work I was aware of, but I'm now friends with, which mm-hmm. is like not, you know, I, I don't know. When I was like a baby vegan, I was like really soaking up all the documentaries and, and reading books and stuff like that. And then when I finally started entering to the activist spaces, I probably was a little hero worshipy, but I was like, oh, that person was interviewed in this and this person was interviewed in this. And even if it's just because the documentary showed someone doing like a home demo somewhere and I'm like, oh, I recognize that person. Like, this is blowing my mind. But you still kind of feel like it's not in my power to just go up and make friends with this person. So yeah. the podcast has been an excuse to do that.
1: Yeah, and and, I, and speaking of actually the live podcast, I already mentioned, Andy, five surprising ways to be more effective in your vegan advocacy. <laughs> Episode 49, which was our first our first live episode in new jersey and i we've told this story before but i'm going to tell it again because it's the last episode it was like on a block it was an it was like an outdoor
0: event it's like yeah it was sort of a block party but there was still traffic happening in the street
1: <laughs> and our podcast was in this like antique shop kind of they were like, like gallery, yeah yeah and they were like go record here and we just kind of set up some chairs. I think there was like five people. There was other people shopping in, or you know, looking in the art gallery, and we just huddled around. Five people kind of huddled around us, sitting at this table, recording this thing.
0: Big learning point that people say <laughs> of that experience, which was something I had wanted to do because a lot of the podcasts we listen to, which are usually like comedy podcasts, do live podcasts. Mm-hmm. And I just hadn't really seen vegan podcasts doing that. So I was like, this is something new and interesting that we can do and hopefully will be fun and not too nerve wracking. It's mostly nerve wracking as it turns out. But um, so we got this opportunity to like, oh, this is a smaller event. This is a good time to test this out and see what it is we can do. And we learned at that event that we need to make sure that they will provide a PA for us (laughs) to speak through (laughs) because we... I think we showed up or was it the night before or something and somehow it became apparent to us that like there was not a sound system for us to speak through. As it turns out with five people, we didn't really need one, uh, <laughs> but they did cobble something together. Um, so that was just kind of like a learning experience of like what to ask for. But you know, we were a event- we were the last uh, speakers of the day and we were vending beforehand. So I was like, I'm just going to pack up you know, when it's time to record. So you went over there to set everything up and I'm trying to close stuff down. And all of a sudden, a lot of people want to buy things and I'm like sweating and I'm trying to like close, shut down the tent and all that stuff. And then I like ran out of breath and I'm just like, and then I look around and we're like, oh yeah, uh, this is an art gallery that is still conducting business. So we give a little disclosure, disclosure, Disclaimer? disclaimer, there's the word at the, another theme of our bloopers, Paul. I really wish I had collected a a montage of us creating new words or saying the wrong (laughs) words because there's a lot of those in there um, that they would be conducting business. So we put that disclaimer out that, hey, you can hear people (laughs) making purchases (laughs) in the background of this episode. But to me, Paul, like when I think about milestones, that was such a big one because there's something about even though the live episodes are such a small part of what makes this podcast. And I would argue are an often later on, I think we made them a much better representation of the podcast, but there's something about taking the podcast into the real physical world that feels like very validating. And um, I'm going to ask you this question and I will give my, my answer first mm-hmm. in the three-year podcast extravaganza episode. We did, we answered a lot of, Maybe it was episode 200. We answered a lot of listener questions about the podcast. And someone asked, do you have any favorite memories together? In that episode, I talked about the time we went and saw a Slipknot and Corn together. <laughs> but I will say that there was something about the night, because we got a hotel the night before. For which? Uh, in for New the New Jersey? Jersey one. Yeah. Millville, New Jersey. And it was like, was it Super 8 or something? Where, it's like, like
1: a motel, right? Yeah.
0: It was like... I think I want to say it was like motel six or something. And mm-hmm. I just remember like going into this crappy room. Um, every hotel I stay in is crappy, but uh, <laughs> going to this crappy room and like looking at our beds and just being like, this is happening. Like we're, we're, <laughs> we're doing this. And like, we started this thing and through our own, you know, gumption and sweat equity or whatever, like we have been invited somewhere to speak because someone thinks that way, what we have to say is, is, interesting enough mm-hmm. and there was just this like I just I don't know it's just like a snapshot that I took in my mind and I was like I'm gonna remember this forever like yeah. just entering into this crappy motel room because this represents something in my life that is a milestone
1: yeah what was the what was the what's the, what was the question that you wanted me to answer the, the
0: question <laughs> is do you have any favorite memories together
1: oh I think mine are definitely doing veg fests like I th- I think it certainly helps that they are some, for the most part, like just an enjoyable experience. One of the most fun times I have, obviously the fact that I'm not the one that's financially dependent on the outcome of the event helps me to (laughs) have a more enjoyable experience, but it's just a time where I feel like Andy and I get to talk to each other, like occasionally interact with people who are, and it's normally people who are Excited to be there. They're typically pretty good interactions. Occasionally there'll be someone who, you know, comes by and says, what's up, Beardo? Which is always really cool too. And I'm glad that I'm like with Andy to experience that. But <laughs>
0: I also like when people like realize that it's us and they're like, wait, you and
1: you
2: and you, you're on the flyer. You, 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 what? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. But no, I think I love doing the veg fests with, with Andy, just because it's like a cool time to b- bro down and. <laughs> Hang out. I don't know if I've ever heard you say "bro down" before, (laughs) but yeah, no, those I think are are my because yeah, Andy, the Corn Slipknot show was great. I loved it, (laughs) phenomenal. But we weren't like talking. You know, we couldn't really talk to each other or anything. And this these events are just we just get to hang out. Yeah, obviously some of them are less pleasant, like when they're outside and really really hot or muddy or something like that. But overall I, I feel like I can't think of one in particular but just love love doing them with you yeah
0: I think the for me that show that we went to a concert it's a, it's a big concert <laughs> Paul more so represented like one of the first times we be, like just hung out as friends that wasn't related to like a podcasty thing for as entertaining as it was to see a guy in a clown mask hit a keg with a <laughs> baseball bat uh, and apparently injure himself um, you know it was just like one of those moments it was like this is nice and we have like a friendship yeah. and that's nice
1: so. i attempted to play roulette and then messed up the uh i borrowed andy's money i think yep and then did not understand the chip uh mechanics and that i couldn't bring the chips to the other place so i had to like go back it was a whole thing <laughs> i was very embarrassed as one gets when they have no idea what they're doing at a casino. This was the the concert was at a casino. I should probably mention that. Yeah. <laughs> Slipknot always just doesn't have roulette. Slipknot
0: official roulette outside the show <laughs> at the parking lot. It's like bootleg roulette. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but no, you're right. That was probably, probably besides like veg fests, that was probably one of the first times that we like hung out, hung out.
0: Yeah. And it's always a pleasure. Yeah. So I was going to ask you if you have any least favorite episodes. I don't have an answer for that.
1: <laughs> um, I can't think of, I can't think of any, I think some of the episodes that we've, there have been episodes like you've mentioned that we kind of like our last minute scrambling and then we do them and you know, we're just like, okay, that was fine. I feel like there's been some of those episodes. I, I can't think of, you know, sometimes I think, when that happens and we're like I don't know, did we have did we even have a great discussion? But I don't think there's been any that I'm like, I don't want to put this out. You know, I, I think if we didn't want to put something out, we wouldn't put yeah. it out. There there have been episodes where we've like I think I can't remember which one it was. I think there's been an episode where we recorded like half of it. And then we decided this isn't working and we just stopped yeah. recording it. And did I I don't remember if we did something different or like started it over. Yeah. But I don't think we would put something out if we if we were not okay with it. Yeah.
0: If we thought there was like no value. Yeah. I mean, I, I appreciate that there's been times when we've been I think it's probably only happened once or twice, but like mid recording And neither of us are really feeling it or like, we're not doing this justice. And we're just like, we, it just feels like we read a Wikipedia page and we're mumbling about something and Mm -hmm. like, let's stop that. And there's also been times when I think I've just been probably honestly just dehydrated, but I'm like, (laughs) I am just like, you're, you're doing great. And I'm just like, not feeling it. And I'm just like messing up my words and just feeling really frustrated. And part part of it is probably me over-exaggerating how not well the conversation is going. And you're like, you want to just record this tomorrow like let's put this on pause and start over again tomorrow that's happened a couple of times and i always appreciate that about you and sometimes we don't have the time to do that and we must (laughs) we must push forward yeah
1: (laughs) but yeah so yeah i don't think i have one episode where i'm like oh i wish we never put this out because we wouldn't have put it out if that was the case
0: yeah there's some episodes where like retroactively i'm like "Mm, i wish i was a bit more precise with my language on this thing but that's also just a part of the process of Doing this podcast,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. Andy, episode nineteen was also a big milestone. Do you know what we started in episode nineteen? Uh,
0: the uh, either okay, I have a guess. Okay, bloopers or oh. outro music being different or what? No, we did what's up, beardedos early, following seven words.
1: No, <laughs> all these things are probably more exciting than the thing that I'm about to say. Episode nineteen was I believe the first time we did a what's the deal with segment.
0: Great. I would say Paul, episode 30 speaking of what's the deal. Gregor Gate starts in episode oh. <laughs> 30.
1: <laughs> I forgot about that. That was for the for the people cuz we haven't talked about that in a very very long time. So I feel like we should probably tell people what that is, but just a mystery. No? <laughs> <laughs> I think I always thought Dr. Michael Greger sounded like... Uh, you thought he sounded like Seinfeld. Yep. Which he does. I think he sounds... Who do I think he sounds like? Jeff Goldblum. Like? Jeff Goldblum. That's right. And this culminated because I think Andy asked him directly. Didn't you Didn't you ask him this one time?
0: It's Well, I did, but only as a result of the podcast. It started because I think we did a... We must have done a film review yeah. where he was in it, as he is in so many of the films we review. I reflected on the time that i because i had done all these veg fest where i had seen his like poster and I know he's a guy that speaks at stuff, but I never heard him speak.
1: yeah,
2: and
0: then when I heard him speak, my like jaw hit the floor, I was like, this guy is Jerry fucking Seinfeld. <laughs> and then you were like, no, 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 he sounds And so I was telling that story in the podcast and you're like, nah he sounds like Jeff Goldblum. So I brought evidence in which I put the Seinfeld theme behind him giving a talk about like which apples make you poop the best or something and presented that on the podcast, I think conclusively. <laughs>
1: I got to say, I think he does sound probably more like Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> than Jeff Goldblum. But you you talked to him one time and you told him about this, didn't you?
0: Yes. And he's like,
1: ah, a little both or whatever. You know, like he
0: didn't give a conclusive answer. And I wish I had recorded it. However, do you remember what we did in episode 200?
1: No, I do not. He did
0: the what's up, up. Oh, that's <laughs> He gave... One of the best What's Up Beardos that has ever been What's Up beardo on this podcast.
1: Because that is something that we kind of discontinued. Like whenever we would have an interview, we would try to get the interviewee to say the What's Up Beardo. Yeah. We kind of stopped doing that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think for me, at least, it was always like awkward to ask this very serious activist. (laughs) When it was like a friend, you're like, okay, that's cool. But like when it's someone who's like... I don't know. You're just like, ah, I feel weird asking you to do this thing. Yeah. Um, and then also, cause for a while we switched around episode one Oh one, when we got the new theme song, we switched to starting it with this episode is really for people who love the minutia. <laughs> We We switched to starting with what's up beer. You're listening to episode one Oh one. And then eventually I was like, I feel like that gives people no information whatsoever. And like, let's start to say what the topic is. Yep. And so, it's also switching to saying what the topic is is like oh now I have to have like a line for this person to say so yeah I don't know it just like stopped being a thing mm-hmm. I think mostly because I felt awkward asking people to do
1: it but at least we got Dr. Gregor to say it
0: <laughs> his um, I'm going to play it right here
1: what's up beardos this is Dr. Michael Greger you are listening to episode number 200 of the bearded vegans just joyful Andy just, just joyful yeah
0: just wonderful so Paul mm-hmm. did you have any other episodes that you wanted to or milestones you wanted to, to touch on
1: um I did notice going through the episodes I believe it was episode 62 that we start again just just the minutiae of things <laughs> episode 62 you started creating episode images and it just, it reminds me of the I'm, I'm somewhat of a graphic artist what is that
0: <laughs> graphic design is my passion
1: yeah. <laughs> I was about to say the Willem Dafoe. I'm somewhat of a graphic artist myself, <laughs> but <clears throat> they weren't bad, Andy. But but it's okay. Go, no, they, they weren't bad. But going through the episodes, like like in chronological order, you see they evolve over yeah. time, and I think that they are like better now than they were at the beginning. They're not bad at the beginning, but it always delighted me when you had when you added like a little meme or something. <laughs> something out to the picture.
0: <laughs> yeah. I desperately want people to notice the jokes I throw into the, <laughs> the episode images. And some people do and I appreciate the hell out of you.
1: I mean, and some of them are like very clever too. You know, the mailbag episodes were always horror themed. And one of them was the mailbox, the mailbag paradox. Mm-hmm. And you did the, the font that they use with like the dripping letter or whatever, however you would describe it. And yeah. I saw that and I was like, that's nice. That's a good Nailed little touch. That. Yeah.
0: I think that if you if you watch, if you go through the the episode art from the beginning, it's basically a documentation of the Canva was the program that I used. Them increasing the amount of features they <laughs> offered and as I was learning to use them incorporating them. Yeah. I should have gone through and been like, these are some of my highlights of the 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 art. But I do I spent way too long doing a mock-up when we were talking about eating insects and insect burgers and stuff like that and i did a mock-up of the beyond burger but it was called the beyond beyond burger (laughs) Uh, and it like replaced the logo of the cow for beyond meat with a cricket and like everything on there that was related to like burger or whatever i replaced with something cricket related Mm -hmm. and like one person commented on that and i was like thank you for recognizing (laughs) hours of my work yeah yeah (laughs) and as far as like the memes we did the episode about disrupting bernie Mm -hmm. and the the title was is disrupting bernie sanders a win for animals but the episode art was the picture of bernie
1: financial yeah
0: i am once again asking you if disrupting me is a win for animals Uh, as far as milestones go, I think that the only other one that I would, you know, we've already kind of talked about episodes that for me represent some sort of personal growth. But um, honestly, the the Toronto one was another mm-hmm. one that was like, okay, we're going out of the country for this yeah. one, and that that's like a, you know, they get like forty thousand people at that Veg Fest, and mm-hmm. so that was a thing that like when I crossed the border several days before the event, I was like, oh, like this is happening. This is even more real than Millville. So
1: <laughs> I think that was our biggest. Turnout, I think. I think so. Like the the Nova Scotia one was also a big turnout too, and yep. then the one of the ones we did at the New Jersey Veg Fest was also pretty big. Yeah. Um, in that like little separate room where there was a wrestling ring. And yep. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, so, Paul, let me ask you, mm-hmm. what will you miss about doing this podcast?
1: Well, Andy, easy the easy answer and the obvious answer and the true answer is that, the, I think. The biggest thing I'll miss is us being forced to hang out every single, every single week. The like the constant communication. I, I, you know, I have no doubt that we will still maintain very regular communication, but there's something about having to put together a product every <laughs> week that makes you stay in contact with someone very, very regularly. And I think that like you are my best friend and it is because of this podcast. Like it's because we, we, it's because we were interacting so regularly that we developed this this friendship, this relationship, and so I think um, that's that's the thing that I think I'll I'll miss the most.
0: Yeah, I think that the forced interaction <laughs> and little, you know, I'm still going to force you to interact with me at least once a week. <laughs> I'm just going to show up that plus the fact that like what we're doing, it's not like we're just getting together to play video games every week, which mm-hmm. I think could obviously still be a bonding experience, but it's like, let's like get raw and like figure out how we feel about the world and like challenge each other. Yeah. And again, developing that trust that we can have these conversations and know that it's not that we are ever like always in, opposition to each other we're often very similar in our views most of the time i'd say even if there's differences but something that's like it's okay we can challenge each other and i think that that's not a relationship i have with like every friend that i have you know so um, i think that that is very important so i'll definitely miss that quality time and i I will miss the like creative there's something creatively satisfying about doing the podcast as well that i don't get in any other like aspect of my Mm -hmm. life and i suspect i will find that in podcasting again at some point. But yeah, I think those are kind of the the big things I'll miss. As well as just like meeting people. Um Mm -hmm. as much as a hermited introvert that I am, (laughs) it is always really wonderful to meet people that vibe with our vibe, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, because I feel like that obviously we have a very wide range of people who listen, but it kind of like when I meet someone who really likes the podcast not that I'm like, this person loves me or something, but just like this person respects like the work we are attempting to do. And I feel like we can have a conversation. And so having that is also a pretty meaningful aspect of the podcast.
1: Yeah. And, and I also think, you know, this is different than when I stopped doing my Dungeons and Dragons podcast, Roll to Hit, which I also enjoyed doing a lot, but I stopped doing it and I wasn't like, oh no, I'm... Like, the world is a worse place because I'm not doing a Dungeons and Dragons podcast before. Like, I think that we wouldn't have kept doing this if we didn't feel like it was a good thing that we were doing. If we weren't putting out something that we thought, at least our intentions, were that we were benefiting uh, something somehow. And so I think I, I will miss... That aspect that I, like I feel like I was doing something good and beneficial for the world, you know, or for the people who were interacting with, um, and so you know, I'm sure that I will find something else that is also benefiting somehow. Because like you know, like we said a few times jokingly, I'm really trying to get better at magic. That obviously that can bring joy to people, which I think is a, is an important thing, like to, to to be able to do. But this was. Benefiting the world in a, I I would say, a slightly more important way. And so I'm sure eventually I will find my way back to doing something. I don't know if it'll be a podcast or not, but doing something where I feel like I'm trying to make the world a, a little bit of a better place.
0: Yeah. Yeah, um, Paul. We've talked several times on the show about the lack of uh, magicians at VegFest. So So, <laughs> like, there's an opening for you there.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. That could be how I make the world a better place. <laughs>
0: <laughs> on the other side of the coin, anything you will not miss about doing the podcast?
1: Honest. Uh, to be honest, Andy, it's it's really just like the time, the time thing, and the I guess like the energy sometimes that that it takes. That's that seems to be the big, the biggest one for me. I yeah. think what about you? I got a whole list, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: um,
0: <laughs> almost knocked over the table there. Um, I mean, for, for me, this is probably something that I experienced significantly more than you, just by virtue of the fact that I'm like in the public vegan world more at like veg fests. Yeah. But there's something about when you meet someone and they find out you have a podcast or even if you've been friends or acquaintances with someone And you can tell that they view you as a resource to promote themselves.
2: Mm.
0: Um, Like I'll meet people that are like, oh, you have a podcast. I'd I'd love to get on there. And I'm just like, you have literally no idea what our podcast is. I understand that 90% of podcasts and 95% of vegan podcasts are interview shows. But like, you know, just like that thing that's like, I don't even know what you're about, but I want to use you to promote myself. I won't miss that like whatsoever. You know, there's something about the... Disingenuousness of that type of relationship that just is like the most icky to me.
1: Yeah, that that Andy, that only happened to me once. Where like one of my friends who who is also vegan, but I don't think to my knowledge doesn't listen to the podcast, was like, "Oh, I know you have a podcast. Can I like advertise something on there?" And even like, "Can I pay you to advertise something on there?" And I was like, "Well, no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here with your money. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will not miss." I won't be sad if I never watch another health-based plant-based documentary ever again. <laughs> I know they're trying to kill us. Just came out like yesterday, which I am curious to see, and The End of Medicine, the new Alex Lockwood film. I'm also very curious to see, but So
1: you're a liar. Is what you just said?
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, those are like those are in theory I think they're going to be different. Yeah, no. I, I but like we've seen so many clones of the same thing over and over again. And that's our own fault for subjecting ourselves to it, but we love a good film review. Um so I'll be really happy to not have to do that. I will, I guess there's something about like interacting with some people that are not engaged with us, but feel like they have some entitlement to our time or energy. Mm -hmm. And that comes in many forms. One of which is, I hope that I never have to argue with someone again about something we didn't say. (laughs) You know, we've had people in our DMS that are like, I'm arguing with you about this episode that I have not listened to. Yeah, And you're like, I don't know how to have this conversation because you haven't even listened to it and you're assuming we're saying something and now I'm explicitly telling you we actually don't even say what you think we were going to say and they still want to argue and send mm-hmm. links to refute us and I'm just like, what,
1: what are you doing? What is
0: happening here?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I that is uh, distressing when it happens. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, and sort of like the other side of that like entitlement is when someone puts an expectation on us that we have to cover a certain topic or do a certain interview. To me is like, you know, maybe people don't realize we don't have like a team, but it's like hopefully listening to this, people are like, wow, these guys are like hanging on by a shoestring. <laughs> and so it's like, you know, even under the best of circumstances, though, I feel like there's a lot of entitlement people feel towards the entertainment that they consume. And that extends from like Star Wars and Marvel where people are like pissed off that the movie wasn't what they wanted it to be mm-hmm. but I think that that does trickle down to to like smaller you know I hate saying content creators but like we do create content I guess <laughs> I just no, it seems so pretentious no it seems so commercial I guess you know like it just feels like it's reducing creative expression to content yeah, you know but yeah. anyway and so like, like I think understand this about the content that you consume out there is that like the people doing it, especially if they're not really making any money from it, like it only continues if people are doing the things that they find interesting. And also that they have the time to do. Um, I think with this podcast, as we end, I'm like, there's still five or six things that I've wanted to do for like a year or more and just have not had the time to do it. And I'm like, this would be so interesting and it would be great interviews and all of this stuff. And I've, you know, I'm learning to like let that go. I'm like, well, we did what we did and it's done. But I hope people like can internalize that when they get upset with like a content creator for not doing the exact thing that they think that they need to do, you know? So I won't miss that sort of entitlement that has been levied our way and the way of many people I know that do this kind of stuff.
1: And that is not to say that. Right. If, if I'm interpreting your words correctly, there have certainly been plenty of people who have suggested topics to us that we then use. And we're like, Oh, thank you. Like, this yeah. is a great question. You emailed in this great topic. This is a very interesting article that you emailed in. Like, I don't, if correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think you're saying like, you don't like that anyone ever said, Hey, it would be interesting if you talked about this, but it's more so just like someone saying, why aren't you talking about this or something like that?
0: Yeah. And like, like a sort of, um, not to tone police but like an anger that comes along with that that's like how dare you not cover this thing yeah on the other side please like at least before this episode please send us ideas because we're desperate for ideas you know <laughs> like i love that and even even some listeners who have been very persistent i'm thinking about like the ai episode that ended up being, ended up being great. great episode <laughs> that extended to many more after that yeah. so thanks for being persistent about that
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I forgot about that one that was like a That became, I feel like there's been plenty of, like, inside jokes throughout the podcast. And that was, like, one of them that remained for a while.
0: Robot Puncher became a Patreon tier. Car car Puncher (laughs) Paul. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So I think the extension of that, Paul, is that, like, I'm kind of exhausted with being a human on the internet. Mm -hmm. Um, And you and I have talked about, like... This meme, f- meme topic, not even a format that I'm like, I don't understand. That's like people are like realizing I'm being perceived by others, and legitimately, as this podcast ends, I'm like, I'm really ready to not be perceived by
1: anybody. <laughs> yeah, no, I I think it's it's a well deserved break. Yeah. Um, for one month, that's all I'll give you, Andy, and then you got to come out with some something else. The bearded vegan. Now I've, I've made the joke. I feel like everyone's going to make that joke to you if you inevitably make a new podcast. So I've already made it. So I'm just giving everyone permission to not make that joke to Andy.
0: Paul, Paul, I was thinking it would be funny. I know we're not going to do this, nor do I want to. <laughs> <laughs> that if the last post on our Instagram was us with shaved faces. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I mean, it, it could happen. It could happen. It could I've, happen. I mean, I'm working I've shaved remotely face before. <laughs>
0: In the last year, twice. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I mean, Paul, so I guess like the last little addendum to like the things that I won't miss are all those things also kind of forced me and I think both of us to feel more, I don't know if confident is the right word, but just feel like okay with knowing that we don't have to respond to every single person. Um, And like we made like a very conscious decision a while ago that's like, if someone's coming at us with a really bad faith attack on something, or they're arguing about something that we demonstrably did not say that we have no responsibility to respond to that, you know? Mm -hmm. And you know, often we do engage with that stuff, but like getting emails from people are like, you're wrong about this thing. And you're like, Actually, I Googled it and you're wrong about, you know, like I no longer I'm like, no, I need to correct you. I'm like, I'm just okay with just like letting this sit and just letting it be not that it won't haunt me and I won't think about it for the next hundred years and on my deathbed. (laughs) But like, I think that like, for me, I feel like there's a big personal growth that happened with me. And I think you as well, if you feel the same way about like learning to let go of that. And maybe that's part of the don't debate me, bro mindset of Mm -hmm. just being like, I'm developing an internal compass that allows me to interpret good faith critiques even if they are very harshly levied versus ones that are just like don't actually require a response because this person's not meaningfully engaging with what we're doing um you know and obviously we could be wrong about those things and maybe an outside source would be like "Mm, actually that is a good faith thing you know not to say we're like perfect on all that but i do feel like developing much more of a a compass for that and like a radar for that or some other navigation tool for that (laughs) um sonar I, Sonar, sure. Uh, was it Spidey Sense? <laughs> yeah. You know, I feel like that has been part of the, the growth of this this podcast as well.
1: Yeah, I think, Andy, that's a great, that's a great point. I think that that is where we are at right now. And maybe in a year or two, we'll have different feelings about that. But I feel like this is where that's where we're at. Yeah. When you said you're going to carry that like when so you're not going to respond, but you're going to carry it to your deathbed. <laughs> your tombstones. says, well, actually, <laughs> <laughs> you're wrong about that thing. I Googled it <laughs> 50 years ago. <laughs> oh, jeez.
0: Uh, well, Paul, I think we should talk about the future and maybe even potential recommendations people can turn to, but is there any other memories that you're, you're uh, feeling wistful about or worth reminiscing about?
1: I don't know if Andy did we ever talk on the podcast about almost getting a call by a, a certain CEO of a company.
0: <laughs> so we did talk about that oh in one of our anniversary episodes but I, that was definitely something that popped into my head where I was like being I guess intimidated by a CEO of I I'm like should we say the name? I don't know, who cares yeah. at this point but whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, we I I'm not I don't I'm not going to say the name. It's whatever. I used their product uh, just yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: just yesterday just huh?
1: yesterday <laughs> <Interesting>. <laughs> but yeah we got an email that was basically like just also i don't know i feel like this email did not set a good tone it the whole email was just so and so wants to have a call with you
0: <laughs> and this was after we had we broke as far as i know we broke the story about a particular large plant-based food company doing animal testing yeah um i don't know if anyone paid attention to that <laughs> at all <laughs> but as far as I know, we were the first people to, like, make some sort of public piece of yeah. content or journalism <laughs> around it. Yeah. It was very, very, very weird. And then we tried to make contact, and well, did, but they, we set a meeting, and then this person called an hour before. Yep. We and missed
1: then, the call. Yeah. Andy and I, like, true, uh, I don't know, undercover in, uh, undercover agents were like, googling can we record calls <laughs> we had like the garage band set up like the microphone set up so that we would be recording the call at least on our end and uh yeah the person called an hour early we missed it we called back a couple times voicemail full so unable, did not pick up unable to leave voicemail and then that was the end that was the end of that but we stressed out about that for a good few days yeah <laughs> like are we gonna get sued we did not yeah. thankfully
0: And yeah, detectives out there, you can go through the episodes and figure out which one that is we're talking about. (laughs) So, Paul, uh, one of the other prevailing sentiments in a lot of the emails and messages that we have received is people saying, can you please recommend some podcasts or media to fill the void? Mm -hmm. And... I have to say, Paul, as far as I know, there is not another vegan podcast that I have encountered. I'm sure there's dozens out there that I haven't listened to yet that scratches the exact same itch that I think we are attempting to scratch. But I do have other media sources that people can turn to. But I don't know if you have any recommendations for people that you'd be like, you should go listen to this podcast.
1: No, I don't think so. I've said this before, Andy. I don't really listen to other vegan podcasts only because I just like listening to comedy podcasts because podcasts are like a lot of people use it to learn, which I've said before, I probably should use that.
0: Paul hates learning. I hate
1: learning though. I use podcasts to like decompress. So all my, all my podcasts are comedy podcasts. So unfortunately I do not.
0: So I don't want to take up too much time because I feel like talking about this, because I feel like whenever someone's like, here's 15 things you should check out, it's like overwhelming. So Mm -hmm. I'm just going to narrow this down to a few. We'll put links to them in the show notes and also maybe we'll add a couple more beyond what is said here but i think like to me the most obvious person to turn to right now is jake conroy cranky vegan Mm -hmm. Um, in terms of you generally get something weekly and not that not that we're like in perfect agreement with anyone that i'm about to recommend but i feel like jake and us live in a similar universe in terms of our overall ethics and questioning activism And so I think that if you go to the Cranky Vegan YouTube, I think that that is certainly a place that you will get not a conversation, but you will certainly, although Jake does encourage conversations to happen, but you will, I think that that is to me the closest vibe to what we're doing on this podcast here.
1: Biggest qualm is those three minute Thursday videos that are often 10 minutes.
0: (laughs) That's part of the joke now, Paul. (laughs) As far as someone on Instagram that I think everyone should follow and engage with meaningfully, uh, Yvette Baker, who goes by the Vegan Abolitionist on Instagram. Um, Paul, I feel like over the course of this pandemic, the performance of being on social media, even from activists and thinkers that I like really admire has become like much more transparent and sort of this, churning out of content because that's like what you have to do if you're being relevant on these platforms Mm um yvette like doesn't do that and anytime that something is posted on the vegan abolitionist instagram i'm like i know that this is intentional it's well thought out it's going to challenge me i'm going to feel like i need to think about what's going on and just that the intentionality that i wish to bring to whatever i do in the future is already present there and i just think that such a valuable activists with so many great insights. So I would definitely recommend vegan abolition East.
1: That's a great, Andy. That's a, also, thank you for that. And it's a great point about just feeling the pressure to churn out more content. Like I, it certainly feels like it's ramped up over the pandemic. And even like on my personal Instagram, which is now mostly just me posting magic videos, When I'm like, oh no, I haven't posted a magic video right now in like three weeks or something. I'm like, oh, I got to post another one. And then I'm like, why? First of all, (laughs) not many people probably care about them. And second of all, it's like, I'm doing this for me. Why do I feel that pressure to have to do this thing to maintain some sort of visibility? It's it's weird. It's not good.
0: You know, Paul, there was a time when you were making a series of very funny tofu cooking videos or Mm -hmm. tofu blending or like whatever (laughs) videos. And I was like, oh, Paul should be posting this on The Beard Vegans because it's funny vegan content. And then I was like, what what am I doing here? (laughs) Like, this is like a fun thing that he's doing for himself and his friends and me. And like, why does this need to be like a means of content and engagement and all that kind of stuff? You know, it's like getting out of that mindset. As far as books to read, I would definitely say that if you were to go and pick up a book right now that you must read, Afroism F- Essays on Pop Culture, Feminism, and Black Veganism from Two Sisters by Af and Silko, 100% must read, as well as Afco's newest book, Racism as Zoological Witchcraft. Uh, if you are looking to be challenged in how you're thinking about veganism and activism and all the isms, definitely need to pick up those books.
1: Nice. Good, good Rex.
0: And then as far as podcasts go, again, I don't know if there's anyone scratching the exact same itch as us, and that's not to be like high and mighty but that's why we create this podcast because it's the content we wanted to see Um, obviously there's the total liberation podcast which formerly the vegan vanguard um, and as far as like and there's a lot of interviews on that one as well but as far as like interview shows um, a lot of the ones i would recommend seem to not be putting out too regularly like i enjoy behind the tofu and beyond species but hope for the animals podcast is one i've been on several times before and I will continue to be a guest on in the future. <laughs> so if you're looking for a little hit of Andy uh Hope for the Animals as far as like uh interview shows go. Nice. All right, Paul. What's next?
1: Magic Andy. <laughs> <laughs> no, illusions. I, don't, I, don't, I really do hope to like I I just haven't had and this is not actually the fault of the podcast just work stuff ramping up. I haven't had time in the last few weeks to do magic stuff and I'm looking forward to getting back into that. Um, because I feel like when I was unemployed at the beginning of the pandemic, I had all the time in the world to do magic and I've like really hit a good stride. And now I'm kind of like, uh, held up a little bit, but I'm also still working on finding this balance of being like, well, like why if I don't get to, if I'm like, Oh, I'm going to practice some magic today and I don't get to practice And I get like upset about that a little bit and then I have to stop and I'm like, well, like who cares? I'm there's, there's no time limit. There's no end goal really. I just want to get better at this thing. And yeah, cool. It's, it's better to get better quicker, but there's no need to get better quicker. So I'm just trying to really make sure that this is a sustainable hobby by not setting this expectation of this needs to be done at this time. And I feel like it's the first time in my life where I'm, being very, very conscious of that and just doing the thing because I enjoy doing it rather than because I feel like I need to do something. I, I have no plans on doing like another podcast immediately, although maybe in a few years or like a year or something, something will come up and I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. I think knowing me and now knowing from the past six years how I kind of operate with a podcast, certainly I think something that would be more sustainable for me is something like the dungeons and dragons podcast where you don't really need to do much prep. You just kind of come and do the thing. And maybe there's editing after that, but like you kind of pointed out, editing is more so it's going to get done. If you put some amount of time into it, it's, it's not, it's not poetry, Paul. It's not poetry. <laughs> <laughs> so I think like at least at this moment right now, that's if I ever get into another podcast, like that's what I would probably try to get into because I know, I know myself. So
0: yeah, I think um, podcasts that are you know, I listen to some like companion podcast to like a show and it's like, oh, they have it so easy. <laughs> they just watch the episode and then talk mm-hmm. about it. you know, and like something like that, I would love to do something like that. Yeah. I don't have any plans to, but a lot of my favorite podcasts that are not like activisty ones or comedy ones are just like film review type podcasts. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think that that's like, oh, you watch a movie this week and then you talk about it and yeah, maybe some edit, but so maybe that'll happen some point in the future.
1: Um, What about you, Andy?
0: So uh, as I mentioned, I have had ideas of things that I want to do and things that I thought maybe I could do in tandem with the Beard Vegans and just obviously time constraints have not allowed that to happen. I guess I can't promise anything, but I have a desire to create more intentional content and certainly something that is not weekly. Like mm-hmm. the idea of having seasons of something or telling a story that's like five episodes long kind of thing is very appealing to me. So that's kind of what's kicking around in my head. But I also know that I am oh, 99% planning to take six months off from even thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Knowing me, it will be a month before I start <laughs> to like get those gears turning but um that is something that i desire to do and i guess we'll see because the biggest part of doing a podcast paul aside from the immense amount of labor it takes to do it is starting it Mm -hmm. and we always tell people like just do it just start just you just have to force yourself to start and then you'll do it so who knows if i'll ever get that gumption again um but on that note stay subscribed to the beard vegans feed because if either of us do something in audio format or maybe even not audio format (laughs) Paul's magic show in Las Vegas, whatever. Um, <laughs> we will put something in the feed to alert you to that. So just let it sink to the bottom of your podcast thing and just sit there dormant. And yeah, the po- the Patreon is just going to be paused for now. So it'll be there. Any new announcements will also happen on there and any of our social media as well. Um, but yeah, Paul, I have a number of board games that I am like solo things that I'm mm-hmm. just so excited to be able to devote some time to and get away from screens and just taken. Some experience. I want someone to hold my hand and guide me through a land of mystery.
1: Andy, if you take a take a quick peek right behind you, I got my little Warhammer uh figures on that little shelf right there. I wish so bad that you lived in a proximity where we could put pl- where we could play in person, because there's like a legacy aspect to it that I think that you would enjoy. And it's incredibly complex and complicated, and I feel like you also enjoy that. <laughs> so I wish that I wish that you were closer to play that, but
0: I live to read and explain rule books for games <laughs> <laughs> to people, even if it took me way too long to understand how to play Gloomhaven, which is ultimately kind of simple.
1: Yeah, 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 Great game.
0: Yeah, so so that's what's going on. Um, you can, of course, always send us an email. Uh, we will still see them, and you can also send in voicemails, and we will still hear them. Obviously, they will not be topics on a future podcast, but <laughs> um, no pressure but it is nice to hear from people so um thank you to everybody that has sent them in uh paul you never changed our voicemail <laughs> no. so i have updated it to be appropriate for episode 299 that people can go and listen to if they want and uh yeah that'll probably be what it is for the rest of eternity now but it's a free thing so it's just gonna be a voicemail that sits there we get a little notification when they come in so
1: should, yeah. should we play that 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 jingle one more time andy
0: Yes. I want to say that there's probably a couple of thank yous we should send out to people. Yeah. And one of which is David B. in Homer, Alaska, who provided our Beardo jingle hotline. Let's hit it one more time.
1: Call them anytime you need with your moral quandaries. It's 3237 Beardo. Beautiful. And so my friend Alex Katz, or our friend, I guess you've met him a handful of times, who uh, was a music friend of mine. We were in a band together, and he did the intro music that changed over at episode 101, not 100. <laughs> uh, so just a huge thank you to Alex for providing that that, that, that mood for us to create these podcasts. Setting the vibe. Yeah, for sure.
0: And of course, the, the biggest of thank yous to Dana, who mm-hmm. is our transcriptionist and has done an immense amount of work. Um, just making sure the podcast is a little more accessible to mm-hmm. the deaf and hard of hearing. And those who just simply prefer to, to read along it's we're kind of uh, it's just the three of us is mm-hmm. the, is the team. So yeah, it's, it's been great working with Dana. And if you need your, your stuff transcribed, send us an email. We'll pass it along. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you so much, Dana.
0: And also good luck to Dana and, and the future family. Yes. Young baby Jack there. Baby Jack, baby Jack.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and just, I guess, Andy I'll say thank you to all the Patreon, the Patreon people. Uh, you know it's been it's been a nice little community that we've formed where there's been good discussions. I said this stuff already probably, but I just really I think that we set up the Patreon you know to get money to do the transcriptions, and that goal succeeded and a nice consequence of that has also been the forming of this little Patreon community. Absolutely. And just thanks to to everyone who's listening, you know, just the, the non-Patreon people, because we've hopefully, I Andy, hopefully have come across as never being like, you must subscribe to the Patreon. You are a special person <laughs> if you subscribe to the pa- Patreon. Capitalism. Otherwise, <laughs> So just thank you to everyone who has listened along, whether it's from the first episode or just episode 299. You know, thank you for listening. We, we really do appreciate all the, the feedback we've gotten over these six plus years.
0: Absolutely huge thank you to everybody who has encouraged us who has challenged us and i guess at this point we turn the conversation over to you dear listener Uh, let us know if you start a podcast and if there's anything we can do to help you out with that paul Mm -hmm. i love you i love you andy i think you could say that the real bearded vegans are the following seven words we heard along the way
1: (laughs) we were the bearded vegans signing off
0: Right. You gonna let that burp out?
1: It's it's gone back inside. My body. <laughs> Alright, ready? Yep. In today's episode we will talk about what we've been eating and then don our finest swimwear before we cannonball deep into the gelatin free. <laughs> okay. Andy, I'm sorry. I want to do the intro over again i wasn't i wasn't like excited enough i think
0: i, I could you feel kind of tail off that's yeah, yeah
1: yeah i was like wow he's getting bored of his own podcast in the introduction okay here we go
0: actively trying to turn away listeners before the intro <laughs> music even happens
1: um but also what yeah what the fuck was his name <laughs> oh no imdb uh what's this movie called Live oh, let's the see who can, can get it first, it first. <laughs>
0: We realize that we cannot ethically sell meat because it won't live up to the standards that even we have set for ourselves. People would
2: potentially <laughs> 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 yeah, you farted over
1: there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> seems like I'm gonna like this. Here we go. Mm. Consistency? Good flavor, non-existent. (laughs) Can I get a piece of that? I didn't try the teriyaki flavor. I can tell you with 100% accuracy what this tastes like. It tastes like the crust of whole wheat bread. (laughs) That is like, like... it took me, I just ate the whole piece and it took me a second, but it tastes exactly like the crust of whole wheat bread. I can,
0: I can totally see that now.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: You know, It's just like one of those things. Uh, where was I going with this?
1: <laughs> pull it back in, Andy. Pull it back in.
0: I can't do it. I'm not as good as you,
1: Paul. <laughs> Years of bullshitting around your answers. Am I making any sense at all? I have
0: <laughs> no idea what you're saying, Paul. <laughs> there's a lot about them. Like, yeah, that's a pretty far. Power, uh, to
1: <laughs> <laughs> Andy's speaking in tongues over there.
0: It kind of ignores that not everyone has the ability to just throw out.
2: Oh, God. Hold, Hold on. Up.
0: There's a giant spider in my van.
2: (laughs) Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) Oh, I wish the video was on right now.
0: (laughs) Um, The other day, I got in my van and there was like a spider web in the van. And I was like, oh, I guess I have to burn this thing (laughs) and leave forever. But oh, I couldn't geez. find the spider, and the spider just made themselves known, and they're like pretty big. And the only thing I have to catch them in is a half eaten container of ice cream. Oh, no! No! Which is pressed up against the glass. Uh, it's okay. I have, couldn't find my spoon, so I was eating it with my
1: back scratcher. <laughs> uh... <laughs> that is disgusting! <laughs> Uh, that is so disgusting. <laughs> uh,
0: and now I have this uh, calf container of ice cream plopped up against my windshield with the spider against it, and I hadn't really thought beyond
1: that. <laughs> oh, this is this is so exciting. This should just be the whole episode.
0: Yep. Should. Okay.
1: How big is how big is this spider? Talk us through this, Andy. It's
0: not that big, but big enough for me to care. <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. Whew. The spider has eaten all of the ice cream now. Yeah.
0: Okay. Spider is in the ice cream container with the lid on.
1: <laughs> Patrons of the church are gonna see. <laughs> An adult man leave his car with an ice cream container, open it up, dump out a spider, and then calmly retreat back into his van.
0: Okay. Spider is gone. Safe and sound. Maybe a little bit of ice cream on them. There's a big ice cream stain on my windshield.
1: (laughs) Is the ice cream salvageable? No, hell no. Not unless you want to eat... Spider eggs or something. My God. Oh God, that's so funny. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so glad that this is all being recorded. Hey Andy, you know what episode this is?
0: It is episode 69 and that means nothing to us because we're mature adults.
1: Well, I don't know what you were thinking, but I was thinking that means our next episode is the mailbag episode. Wait, uh, Andy, did you just, I, did you just ask me to read the thing and then I was about to read it and then you read it?
0: <laughs> what just I happened? i thought that i was like reading an intro and like or like prompting (laughs) you to read because i didn't want you to read something that i had like half-assed like wrote uh a thing of because like a a lot of that is just me summarizing
1: yeah i was so confused i don't
0: know know if you're gonna like decipher all my stuff no i can you got Uh... it okay and then uh At the end of the piece, Johnson concludes that conscientious carnivores should support farms that prioritize animal welfare, saying, I'm sorry, I'm still doing it. (laughs) (laughs)
1: What's happening?
0: (laughs) I'm I'm just going to keep going until he talks about the how. Just
1: keep going, Andy. Just keep going.
0: We got a whole lot of food-related stuff in this show today. So if you don't like to eat, then you probably don't want to listen to this show. But I'm assuming since you're alive, you probably do need to eat. And this might pertain to you. Good intro. (laughs) (laughs) So that was just... What are you looking at me like that for? I missed you. I got one. I got a good transition.
1: So I guess if if there, I don't know. (laughs) I'm... So far from being qualified to have this discussion right
0: now. <laughs> that should be the tagline of our podcast. <laughs> the, ro- the room was actually a cardboard box <laughs> with one cat sitting in the box.
1: <laughs> and one, one person standing above the cat with a pot of coffee just waiting to serve you. But, um, Kathy. Uh, <laughs> so,
0: is it room- cat finated? <laughs>
1: shut, shut, shut up, Eddie.
0: <laughs> If uh, Jimmy John made a mixtape for the gym, it would be called Jimmy John's Gym Jams.
1: <laughs> I do not remember this at all. Yeah, 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 and I and we will talk about, I guess. Uh, no, fuck it, cut that out.
0: <laughs> I'll cut it out, Paul. But you know where it's going. Sh-
1: the Humane Society of Sandusky County, along with Jimmy B's. Uh, <laughs> nope. The Humane Society of Sandusky County along with Jimmy J's... God damn it. <laughs> What the... <laughs> Alright, here we go. Jimmy G's. Jimmy G's. It's even fun to say. Yeah, Paul. Yes, speaking in. <laughs> Is that that Mark Wahlberg movie? The speaking <laughs> <laughs> yes. Alright, so... Um... <coughs> and he's going to cough directly I'm going to die are you okay you're eating that gluten
0: (laughs) that gluten cough (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Wild will now be running a vegan organic market farm supplying garden I feel like I phrased that so weird
1: (laughs) (laughs) there's so many adjectives to that sentence Don't,
2: don't die
0: Mr. Wild will now be running a vegan organic market farm supplying garden produce without using animal products. (laughs) (laughs) I got so close. (laughs) Okay. Mr. Wild will now be running a vegan organic market farm...
1: (laughs) God. (laughs) Take three. Take five.
0: Okay, Mr. Wild. (laughs) Okay, okay. I'm not gonna look at you. You I was looking at you anyway, Paul. (laughs) Mr. Wild will. Damn it. Do you want me to read this one? I line? can't do it. I can't do it. I can do it. Do you want me to read this one? No, 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 I got it. Okay. Mr. Wild will now... <laughs> Did your phone just go off? That was yours. That was God damn it. Okay. Okay. All right. Mr. Wild will now be running a vegan organic market farm supplying garden produce without using animal products or fertilizers. <laughs> <laughs> Generated via.
2: And
1: <laughs> <laughs> shutting down. Right
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> and that Hampton Creek's just sweet mustard salad contained dressing. <laughs>
1: so you just finished saying that yeah right on andy no the fuck (laughs) who says that (laughs) yeah andy hang 10 all right anyway so the next thing that's how we're gonna start every episode now.
0: (laughs) welcome to the only podcast that
1: matters (laughs) oh god the only podcast that matters on whus
0: (laughs) Oh my god. That's my dream. Yeah. Callie's dreading the day when I get a soundboard. Uh, yeah, I can't I am. wait.
2: Like, hardcore
0: dreading
1: that. <laughs> Everything will be that. That's
0: I'm when you talk about already about
1: <laughs> <laughs> We gotta get PETA out of here. All
2: right. <laughs>
0: I guess technically I can read it and it won't matter. Yeah. All right. God, that's so loud. (laughs) So loud. Oh, now there's two. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) They're just like backing up into each other.
1: (laughs) I think you meant to say Trump's rule, not Obama's rule.
0: Yeah, probably. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm just gonna take a clip of you saying Trump and cut it and paste it into that spot.
0: All right, good luck with that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> give me a give me a clean Trump take.
0: Um, I don't even remember what the full sentence was. To just you. say Trump. <laughs> Trump.
1: Cool. I'll I'll do it. <laughs> uh, God. Oh no, okay.
0: no. Trumps 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 under Trump's rule. Trump's.
1: (laughs) Trump's. Quiet quiet on set. Quiet on set. Here we go. Trump's. Beautiful. That's a wrap, everybody. In today's episode, we're going to talk about what we've been eating. Answer some listener emails. (laughs) sorry that's okay in today's episode we're going to talk about what we've been eating answer some listener email (laughs) 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 andy keeps typing over the (laughs) oh it doesn't work here (laughs) keeps typing while i try i'm trying to read this all right here we go and uh
0: and they're living lives of abject misery they're meeting a brutal death Holy shit. That Where'd that bug come from? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's like one of those things that looks like a wasp. Where have you been this whole time? Oh, my shit. Holy fuck. That thing is huge. Oh, my God. What the fuck? I need to get a cup. Hold on.
1: Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh I see it and he's grabbed the cup I got he's going it. after the he's going after the bug he's taking off his headphones he's gone out of the frame it's, oh he's back in uh, the frame this bug is so he's got,
0: not easy for me to get right now
1: he's got a cup and what appears to be a TV guide that he's going to try to capture this bug in Where did you oh he's from? he's going for it nope he's hesitating oh oh <laughs> He's made, some, he's made a move, but nope. Oh, he's going back. Oh, he has trapped the bug against the window. He's sliding the TV guide under it. He has the bug. He is showing me the bug. It's a very large bug. Holy shit, Paul. <laughs> <laughs>
0: For fans of the the spider-in-the-car bloopers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Where did that bug was just chilling in here the whole time?
1: Waiting to make their move. Oh, my God. You talking about Francione? (laughs) (laughs) That's an abolitionist bug right there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my
0: God. Were you talking or was I talking? Recording with Paul
1: is my favorite thing. Recording with Paul is my favorite thing. This misguided move, announced by FDA Commissioner Doctor Skeev. Doctor, ow, <laughs> by FDA Commissioner Doctor Steve Gottlieb, no, we- Scott, what did I say, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> Why do I want to say Steve so bad? <laughs>
0: You can't call yourself vegan because people give you crap about that. But then, I just honked the horn. Uh, (laughs) uh, You know, I I think that I would assume, I I think. (laughs) Also, there's definitely a person walking behind my car right when that
1: happened. (laughs) (laughs) okay <laughs> it's never happened before Andy <laughs> and yeah.
0: so I so I totally get it and I totally empathize empath, emphasize emphasize no empathize
1: <laughs> I was actually thinking before we started recording that, that there are definitely moments in this episode, in this show where I mix up the words empathize and emphasize and it is not caught and I cringe every time I hear that
0: <laughs> you know the other one you do a lot
1: <laughs> why is this happening so much
0: uh i don't know it's just the way my uh laptop sitting like sitting against my steering wheel also i just laughed so hard that i like choked off oxygen in my brain and hallucinated for like half a second uh,
1: <laughs> oh good lord
0: that was a weird feeling
1: um in this thing that they've posted you know why are you smiling at me? <laughs> I was
0: thinking about the horn honking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Andy, I oh no wait, this is your this is your time to say something.
0: Paul, you can say something if you want. Uh,
1: uh, uh, uh. <laughs> different different views of people who are doing different things in the animal rights movement, and 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 this is. The, what am i even what am i talking about it <laughs> cut it out i guess motivation um but you're right uh
0: yeah i'm just like making a speck on my windshield circle around a palm tree <laughs>
1: gotcha <laughs> i'm glad that's all it was i thought something was like wrong or something i thought you were looking at someone like doing something <laughs>
0: sorry paul i uh, forgot that you could see me <laughs> uh, so we did an episode not too long ago talking about the announcement of the vegan Kit Kat bar, the plant-based Kit Kat. <laughs> <laughs>
1: he's, he's
0: scatting. <laughs> so we did an episode not...
2: <laughs> scatting. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Off the rails already.
2: <laughs> okay, uh.
0: <clears throat> this is why I can't look at you, Paul.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I might have to posit that C spiracy is becoming our new impossible whopper.
1: Uh oh, are you bringing it back again? I'm I'm
0: bringing it back again, real quick. I mean, we agreed we we're gonna do this, right?
1: Oh yeah, no, for sure. Yes.
0: Okay. I thought the way you said, it, I was like like you were surprised that we were gonna.
1: <laughs> Andy, let me pull back the curtain, just for the show. That was show surprise. <laughs>
0: Paul, and you tell me you're not a good actor. <laughs> Which is quite the coincidence, because at this very moment, we are, in fact, still doubling donations to Full Circle Sanctuary. We'll put a link to them in the show notes if you... Did I pronounce that wrong?
1: Was that Full Snorkel Sanctuary? Last thing you said. Was-
0: All right, just just cut it off in response. I'll find a
1: pl- I'll find a place.
2: Yeah.
0: I thought you had a response.
1: Oh no, I don't even remember what we were talking about. <laughs> um
0: I have ditched Netflix. I have ditched really? Netflix. I'm a Hulu boy right now.
1: You have no Netflix.
0: Well, I have access to Netflix, <laughs> but
1: I- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I stopped eating meat, but my roommate still has meat. So I've just been eating their meat. (laughs) You know what I want to talk about, Andy?
0: Jim Cameron.
1: Always want to talk about Jim Cameron. Oh man. I need to use the bathroom so bad, but I'm, I want to let you finish your sentence because I don't want you to lose it.
0: Sorry. The phone's ringing though. Maybe you should go to the bathroom.
1: Okay. Don't forget your sentence. I love you, Andy. Remember me.
0: For those of you unfamiliar with my work, every year I read through every issue of every English language nutrition journal in the world so you don't have to. You know, I've addressed some of the most pressing dietary issues of our time.
2: Like, what's the best variety of apple to eat?
0: Or what's the most nutritious nut? Or the best bean? Or the best... Berry or the best bowel movement. I don't know if you remember this from the who's number one and number two. Well it wasn't the New Yorkers. Actually the most constipated population ever studied in the medical literature. Seriously. Maybe if you all just
1: eat a big apple once in a while.
2: <clears throat>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is unfair. <laughs> that is unfair.
0: I rest my case. <laughs> And the cast is, there's no there's no big name talking heads. At least, you know, we're not involved in the the uh, whale training world, so maybe <laughs> there's a few names that are so, big and familiar to others,
1: but there's a few whale trainers at home right now being like, What? How could they how could they <laughs> You don't this? know Dave Doofus? <laughs> Dufus? <laughs> I am Andy, I don't think they ever said this man's name in the in the in the thing. I, I can guarantee you his name is not Dave Doofus. <laughs> (laughs)
0: He just 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 roasting this guy in our
1: notes. (laughs) No, that's that's what his last name is. I don't think that's pronounced doofus though. (laughs) It's (laughs) D-U-F-F-U-S. Duffus, yeah, <laughs> do <Duffus? laughs> It's French. <laughs>
2: oh, boy, okay.
1: <sighs> <laughs> oh, I'm sweating from laughing so much.
2: A few moments later.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, Paul, you and I are not intimately involved in the whale trainer world, but uh, there was no names that I personally recognized.
1: (laughs) Me either, Andy. (laughs)
0: All
2: right. Let's do that again. All right. Two
0: hours later. So, Paul, normally we'll, like, list off a bunch of people.
2: (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) One eternity later. And
0: Paul, you know, normally we'll like list off a few of the, the notable talking heads in these types of documentaries. Um, you laughing over there? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. That was me. Okay. It's okay. You know,
0: it, it's just like one of those things where you're like, I guess I get it. But at the same time, it's like, how do you sleep with yourself? <laughs> sleep with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, you know, with, with Bro, the last person that donated there, Paul, that pushed us over the top of our third Patreon goal. Starring Sylvester Stallone? Which means that... Which, what?
1: Over the top, starring Sylvester Stallone?
0: Sure, that was worth interrupting me.
2: <laughs> 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 Sorry, Paul. <laughs> I love you. <clears throat>
0: The ministry alleges.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So okay. close. Uh,
1: there's <laughs> so few lines left. <sighs>
0: The ministry alleges that now threw the non-vegan food at staff, but he denies the allegation. The ministry's argument is that the vegan status does not meet the legal definition of creed, which is the religious or Christian beliefs that they legally have to accommodate. However, <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> there's three
0: words three words but it's the funniest words
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm just anticipating you saying it now
2: Okay.
1: <laughs> just just at least say the three words and then we can then we could then we could then, then we can keep going.
0: So Paul, yes Andy. Paul sent me a letter recently. Oh, I did? And I opened it up and there there's only seven words inside. And it says Paul. Yes Andy.
2: <laughs> What's
1: going on? <laughs>
0: you're like you're definitely breaking up
1: oh okay are you breaking up with me no (laughs) I'm just gonna say the thing we are the bearded vegans signing off and actually did we say Andy yet that we're recording this episode in in person I don't know we we did yeah okay well
0: that whole bit about it recording in a bedroom first time weird situation Oh, that's right
1: that's right we did have a whole bit about it it. bloopers (laughs) um yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are the Bearded Vegans signing off. Do you want to say we were the Bearded Vegans? Oh, that's a good idea. We were the Bearded Vegans. Should, should I say like we were the Bearded Vegans signing off? Sure. We were the Bearded Vegans. Mm, no, that sounds wrong. <laughs> we were the Bearded Vegans signing off. I'm going to give you a lot of takes <laughs>
0: <laughs> for the bloops. We were the bearded vegans signing yeah, off.
1: Good. We were the bearded vegans signing off. That was a good one.
2: It's done.